hello, and welcome to episode 153 of the Gaming Fix podcast on December 26th, 2020. That's the last official show of the irregular show of the year. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite WoW server. Oh. I'm joined today by Pat. Oh, that's easily... We play on Blood Furnace, which is a very good name for a server. <laughs> she <laughs> has her, her character she used to play on Emerald Dream. I can't remember. I think Blood Hoof is the server that she plays on Classic. It's very easy. I don't have to come up with a joke answer for that because I can just give you the real answers. Allison. Uh, when you said Wii Play, I thought you were going to start referring to the Nintendo Wii game Wii Play, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. everybody has because that came with a Wiimote. So yep. mm-hmm. that's that's I, that's that's my favorite WoW server uh, is Wii Play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The WoW Moat. Uh, Sam Harrison. Hello. Um, uh, I don't remember what WoW server I played on, um, but I don't think I've ever had a partner who played WoW. I can't say any things about that joke. And Alex. Uh, I play on Carbuncle on the Elemental Data Center. <laughs> it's the closest I get. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have just said, Sam, like, if you had just said, like, do you know any Warcraft character's name? Yeah, I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Yes, you could have just said like any of those. Thrall's Fury or Illidan. Sylvanas. There's a server called Stormrage. Pretty sure. Um, Stormrage. I like playing Undead, so Sylvanas is my friend. Is there a Murloc Um, server? I'm just going to. I don't know. There might be one called like. Just so you know, Sylvanas has been, over the last couple expansions, made out to just be the worst war criminal. She is like. Not cool bad guy anymore. They've just made it clear that the Horde are um, irredeemable piles of shit. And yep. she is just a genocidal maniac. That is... <laughs> that's uh, why Horde players haven't liked said, the last two expansions. Justifiably. Uh, uh, I saw a tweet this morning that said, Tony Stark is a war criminal. Changed my mind. And I was like... I mean, it's... Oh. Isn't that yes, the plot of uh, the first movie, though? <laughs> the plot kind of the of. first movie. Yeah. <laughs> The plot of the first movie is you, are, you Tony Stark, are a war criminal. I'm changing yeah. your mind. And then he's like, oh, no. And um, then he I just, Iron Man 3 on Christmas Eve, so this is a relevant conversation. Then he just like built a bunch of extraordinarily dangerous pieces of technology that in the wrong hands could decimate the world's population. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and Age of stay tuned to Disney Plus can't. for Armor Wars coming 2023. I know. The story of how that happens. I'm, yes, I know. It happens a lot of times. It happened in a movie. It's going to happen in a show. Happened countless times in the comic books. And, like, I won't spoil Endgame, I guess, but, like, in the end now, who's going to clean up that mess? James Rhodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone the else. Iron Patriot. <laughs> Don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like speaking Iron Man, of, to be clear. Speaking of Marvel heroes and their various video game or various movies, what about when they're in video games? Like uh, we can't I talk see. about the famous Marvel game Fortnite. We all missed the Marvel Battle Pass, so yeah, yeah. I can't believe this. And they <laughs> just put in a bunch of game. skins and. and like, but now, but now, okay. Bunch. So for context. 
three out of uh, the five of us here have, in the past uh, couple weeks, put money into Fortnite, which well, is very... Only two out of the five of us here have won a game. Oh, I've won, yeah, a game. won a game. Pat, I don't like what this game is doing Everyone, to you. It's making you toxic. I'm gonna need. You, I'm gonna need you to. I was. Have to it would have been less toxic to, like, if people had just Fortnite. laughed at it. People just laughed at it. it would have <laughs> now we're just mad. Now no, I feel bad. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed. Put your G fuel down, Pat. I don't. I don't, I don't like what this game is. What's funny? I haven't yet redeemed this can of game fuel, which was sitting next to me, that I drank yesterday. So. There wasn't Sam a pandemic wins. right now. I'd ask us all I take it privately back. to fly to Seattle and have an intervention. Uh, Sam Sam has won. Oh, I would 100% and it was go. The way that in which he just owned me. So <laughs> I um, won a battle royale game like a year or two ago, if that counts. Uh, Why is Fortnite on this list? What do you What do you got to say? Um, pretty fun. Speak your piece. It's, it's actually yeah. I've been having friends. fun with it. So okay, so I think the thing was it, they just released a bunch of skins that we all are interested yeah. in. Um, Pat and One I both. Well, <laughs> Pat and I uh, watched uh, the Mandalorian season two and are both is like Mandalorian. The game um, Mandalorian. Yes. Um, so yeah, Mandalorian season two, and we're both like. Man, I need more of that in my life, mm-hmm. and so we bought the current battle pass because it has Mandalorian stuff in it. Yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. honestly, like that, the stuff in it is pretty, pretty, pretty great. Um, if I uh, could, uh, if if Mandalorian were not just structured like a video game, but were actually a video game, would probably be one or two on my game of the year list. So, uh, I I enjoyed oh. season two of the Mandalorian more than pretty much any game I played this year. Uh, I think honestly same uh, uh and then they announced another uh skin that's coming up soon uh which is Arrow so that is a big deal for Sam so and they, and they also, also put in yeah. the Black Panther and Captain Marvel and Taskmaster pack which I purchased I did too so I've put in like $35 into uh into Fortnite which I did not expect out of this year. But. I'm considering to pur- purchasing that uh, Fortnite crew thing because then I'll get some V bucks back that I could potentially put towards getting Master Chief. Uh, you know, <laughs> expand my locker of skins. I'm glad I'm not the only person but that was like looking at the, that and going like, "Hmm, should I, I get the, into that?" It's not just a skin thing. The game's fun to play. I mean, it's it's yeah, a lot oh, of totally. things, but it, a lot of the ways that it takes those things and combines them is like makes for a slurry of fun kind of I don't even want to say junk food because I think it's fine I mean it's fine to like that game there's the the it the thing I always had a problem with in the past was I didn't like the building and I didn't like the way the guns felt and they continue to tune and tighten the game feel I think um over time because recently I've found the guns to be pretty they feel pretty snappy and good um I felt much yeah. better about playing like the the control of it has felt much better to me um, they've put in a lot of new weapons over time. Uh, so, you know, I think there's a lot of fun to be had there and you can always, they, the way they structure, like I've been playing a lot of cold war, black ops, cold war, which I play with friends, the same friends that I've played a little bit of Fortnite with Sam and probably will with Allison. But then I've played some Fortnite with my, uh, my call of duty friends too. One of the guys kid plays it. Um, and, uh, 
when we go to do like quests and missions in Cold War, it's basically you open the menu and you're like, oh my god, I have to do this. It's like, oh my god, I have to get like three revives in a Warzone match, which is hard to do. And it feels like a chore. Whereas when you open the Fortnite list of quests, it's like, oh, shoot people with sniper rifles. Okay, so I got to find a sniper rifle and do some damage with it. It's it's generally much more like fun stuff. Uh, and yeah, um, and it, I mean, yeah, I you know, I only look at the quests. I've only looked at the quests for specifically um, to unlock skin stuff. So like for the Mandalorian, you can uh, upgrade your armor. Um, your with. Beskar, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty, which is I think is really fun. Uh, yeah. But but like I, I only opened that for that, and I didn't get anything else. Yeah, you get the quests as you level up. I the past. think I've gotten uh, the, the next Beskar quest, but quests. I don't. Yeah. Um, Have a look. Yeah, it's confusing because yeah. the quests show up over the other skins in the pack, so or in the past, so it makes it look like it's a quest for those skins, but it's actually for the the Beskar. But uh, yeah. That stuff is fun. But yeah, I only like I only look at the quests like um like once in a while, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I feel like doing a quest. Okay, I will do the quest where I um use an assault rifle for this part, or where I will. I didn't know there was a fishing mini game, and I always do the fishing mini game if I have the opportunity in Fortnite. There's a, um, there's a ton of fish so to catch. I, I, sometimes, sometimes it's stuff like that, and there are. There are so uh, uh, because there's a fishing mini game. It is a JRPG, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, the 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 other thing about it that they fixed the thing that was my biggest pet peeve about Fortnite was there always used to be these cars everywhere, and you could hit them with your pickaxe, but you couldn't drive them, and they looked like pieces of the environment, not like interactable vehicles. And now almost every single car is drivable. So that like solved my biggest pet peeve with the game. And when you get in them, they play songs on a radio. And I have so far heard I'm Blue by Eiffel 65. Oh, and man. a song by Metric that I didn't recognize, but it was definitely Metric. Uh. So weird and interesting spread of like good and weird music in the Fortnite radio in the car. Uh, and people around you cannot hear the radio, so you can enjoy it. People in the car with you can hear it, but not to enemies so that's weird yeah i don't know it's a weird it's a weird game and it's pretty fun uh in my opinion not um you know not like wouldn't hyperbolize about it but uh it's fun and the thing that they're the that they're the most not that no one had ever done crossplay before but i think the thing that they managed to figure out that nobody else seems to have done except for i guess dauntless but dauntless fucked a bunch of other stuff recently up so uh is Fortnite's a game that like you can play on all of your devices except iphone because epic is whatever it's just um, that whole thing <laughs> but you can play it on the you know, Fortnite civil rights movement yeah uh, god don't yep. don't take any of this as an endorsement of that asshole or <laughs> of epic's continued foibles um but uh but but you can play it i mean i can sam and i were talking we were getting matched with PC players because we were playing through crossplay. So I just installed it on my PS5 so that he and I could play on PS5 without it being as big of a disparity there. Um, and you can play across different uh, devices, and and your account goes everywhere that you go, and that stuff is is uh, really cool and is like pretty 
non-standard. At least you can transfer your, you can play with your save anywhere in Destiny now, but you still can't play with other people on other platforms. So the, uh, it was so smart that we just like got into a party, and Pat was on PC, I was on PS4, and both using like just generic headsets attached, we were able to just chat. But I feel like the implementation was a bit weird in that um, the chat doesn't uh, continue during loading screens. So we could chat in the lobby, but then when the loading screen popped up, the, the conversation just cut. And, and that's what I had to wait for Pat to load back in. Yeah, um, it's better, though, than not uh, yeah. not being able to chat. Definitely. Which is, I can't think of a game where you can voice chat. I'm sure it exists at this point, but... Uh, even I don't think you could voice chat cross platform even when Rocket League first did PS4 and the crossplay. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's fun. The skins are funny. It, nothing. The joy that I got out of loading in as the Mandalorian with my other two friends and starting to do the Orange Justice dance as Mandalorian and all of us collectively just started to melt in laughter at how stupid it looked and how dumb that game is. That was worth the $8 that I spent purchasing the Battle Pass. <laughs> but Darth Vader can't be pink in Battlefield 2. Or Battlefront 2. It's definitely a wild thing that... I know you're not trying to make this point. I'm making the point that it's wild as hell that Epic can just get anyone... I mean, I understand you were saying, Sam, that Arrow wasn't particularly popular, but uh, it's still wild to me that Epic can just go to... Warner Brothers and say, hey, we want to throw one of your prominent television characters into a monthly pass thing that you have to spend money on each month and that you can't get any other way. And if no one buys him in this period, you'll never be able to get him again. And also, it's- like, at this during the same time that there is a uh, Marvel pack. Yeah. Yeah. Big Multiple. Marvel pack, yeah. big, uh, then there's Master Chief, then there's The Walking Dead in there at the same time. It's like all happening at once. It's all starting to make sense. And Tim- the show is off the air. Yeah. Um, that makes it make more sense as to why they get away with it. But um, but it's still wild to me that all that stuff. And it just kind of is like, okay, I understand now Tim Sweeney read Ready Player One <laughs> and thought it was high art and mm-hmm. wanted to make that. But so Fortnite's better than Ready Player One, let's be honest. I think the lore in Fortnite is definitely better than Ready Player One. <laughs> so is Fortnite kind of just becoming like Funko Pops, but in video game form? Mm, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of... Um, Funko is works because so much of it is repeatable. Like the the character, not that they don't make any unique characters, but like it's so much a style of object, sure. whereas the visual styling of Fortnite, there's certainly the characters are pretty varied and diverse in terms of how they're animated. Um, like the Steve, this, this arrow looks like the Stephen Amell arrow. Um, sure. It doesn't look like a super cartoonified. I mean, it is to a little degree because it is Fortnite, but it's not like it's like pick like totally morphed and changed i mean it's and when you look at like the black panther skin it looks like it could be in a marvel video game it doesn't look like it's a fortnite version of black panther 
So sure, if you mean sense. from the perspective of like, it has a ton of different media properties. Sure. Yes. But, yeah, that's more but, what I'm going for. Not not so much I'm, the style. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid the like. I personally can't stand the style of Funko Pops. I know a lot of people who think they're kind of. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say any. I don't want to. I p- there are people who are very critical of that style of of design as it being kind of disposable, and I don't think that there's as many arguments to be made there about the ways that they implement characters in Fortnite. I think they do a pretty good job of that. Um. Certainly plenty of arguments, subjective arguments to be made about the like how good it feels, how fun the game is, how they, you know, take mechanics from other stuff and just kind of shoehorn them in there. But uh yeah, I don't know. The character implementation stuff is really cool. Part of me has a dream that someday they'll like pull a switch and then all of a sudden it'll be it'll have PvE stuff again that's fun and engaging and you can use your whole locker of stuff on it. It's a pipe dream. It'll probably never happen, but that's part of you why just, you just need like a horde mode game to get popular enough. And then they'll put that in there. <laughs> well, there is, it is in there. That's what save the world is. But, but uh, don't, don't you have to pay for save the world or is I mean, it free I, now? I don't uh, know. You I, did, but I paid a lot of money. I paid yeah. a lot of money for save the world but, but before now, the battle royale existed. Now for them to like make um, it just part, cause aren't they also like separate, executables or something no they're no, in the same thing. you have to select yeah. battle royale every time you launch Fortnite, which is stupid yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know um my last thought is i think man cake is what put me over on purchasing the battle pass man cake is I, one of my best characters i'm, ex- I'm legit well. excited to get man cake man cake sure. is an original character and man cake fucking rules <laughs> Yeah, like watching the the like the trailer or whatever the new, the um, cutscene for the new characters in the battle pass. I was just like, "Oh man, I'm getting this for the Mandalorian, but I can't wait until I get the man cake skin." I yeah. don't know what that is. I'm guessing it's a I man in and a chat. pancake. Put it in the chat. It's uh, a man it made, a made out of pancakes. Made out of okay. pancakes. Okay. That's he has that 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 lines up. He has pretty great. syrup on his head. He has a bandolier yep. of butter, sticks of butter. Yep, yes, he does. He's uh he's a character too, so there's a lot of different skins of him. This just happens to be the like um I, running into him in a game was the most like exciting. I was like, oh my god, it's Mancake. <laughs> he's an NPC too, because there's NPCs yeah. in Fortnite now. When what? Mancake wait, isn't wait. on screen, oh, yeah. everyone there's should be asking, Where's NPCs? Mancake? Yeah, you go to NPCs and then they give you Warzone missions. <laughs> Yep. Oh, <laughs> like li- can, like they're just the same. They're just the missions from Warzone that you can. Can get. you can you murder the NPCs like Spelunky you, and, and they get and they get mad at you? One hundred percent can can kill the NPCs. Okay. Uh, they are they have a lot of health, but they're not particularly hard to um juke and and circle strafe, so they're pretty easy to kill. Mm-hmm. You can, in fact, if you just have a quest that's like deal four hundred damage with shotguns, you can just find a shotgun and shoot an NPC to complete the, the quest. <laughs> Um, huh. if it says two players then it has to be players, but right. the NPCs, there's also now a persistent currency called bars that you get as you play the game. And then you can save those bars and spend them almost as if they were a paid currency in the game to get better shit from the NPCs. It is not a paid currency. You can't purchase them at all. You have to play the game to get them, but you can like spend 500 bars and the NPC will drop a really good gun for you and stuff. Which completely ruins the competitive complexities of casual unranked Fortnite play, but 
So, Allison, what else have you been playing? <laughs> yeah, um, I've played a lot of weird stuff this week. Um, I, I've been putting a little bit more time in Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I just I've, I've I've been looking at a lot of games, but I've uh, put the most time into two games that I got for pretty cheap on the eShop. The first is Horus. Um, have any of you heard about that or looked heard into it? Yeah, I've seen on it on Steam. I think it was last year on PC, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's last yeah. year, which is unfortunate that I'm only playing it this year because that game rules and it's really, really good. And I'm like mad that I did not get to it um, until now. Uh, so I bought it for about $2 off the eShop uh, because it was on sale and... It was, it, so I was, I was like, okay, it, it looked pretty interesting, but I, I didn't know what it was. But the story and the, uh, the character of the, the main robot, Horus, is really good. Uh, and the, um, it's mostly a platformer where you are navigating this world and you have, the, the big tool at your disposal is that you can basically, uh, to different surfaces, like uh, play with gravity. So, um, if if you're, for example, like underneath a platform, you can jump up and you'll be uh, on the up uh, underside of that platform, and you can kind of go all around it. So it's playing with gravity, and you have to. Uh, and some of the uh, puzzles in this platformer um, deal with that. So uh, actually, most of them do. Um, but then they also deal with some of the other stuff like, uh, throwing items and, and stuff like that. So I, I like, I'm really impressed with the game so far. Um, the only thing that makes me a little bit, uh, hesitant about it is that, um, I'm, I think six chapters in and Mm -hmm. I, I I was like, how many more chapters are there? I'm very curious. Uh, it looks like there was like 22 Oh, wow. So I was like, is this going to outstay its welcome at all? Um, but uh, I think that if you're interested in good platformer, uh, sometimes challenging platformer, but also um, re- really satisfying and that feels really good to play and mm. uh, has a good story, I, I definitely recommend it to you because the story, uh, the story and, and the characters I'm really really intrigued by it's it's really it's really interesting so far so it's just i i think it's really great and mm. i'm again mad that i didn't get to it until this year because i'm like uh it might have been on my game of the year list last year yeah so when you say it's challenging like what are they doing to make it challenging is it just like super meat boy style you have very simple controls but it's hard or is it like there's mechanics that you're interacting with um, it's mostly it's mostly the former with where there it's um, there's just a lot of stuff that you have to navigate around. So, um, uh, for example, there might be enemies that that you are navigating around, or there might be uh, like water, which a horse can't do, or electricity, which is a no go. So it's just um, it, it's just kind of working. At, it, it's I guess kind of like a puzzle platformer, but it's more of like figuring out, okay, what's the route that I need to do to get through this? And then how do I execute it? Um, it feels really fair to do so. Um, it's never like, it's very rarely like, okay, 
there's a speed component or there's a, uh, or, or anything like that, but it's, but it does get challenging in terms of, okay, I need to jump down, jump up here, run around the gravity while also, uh, avoiding a chainsaw that's moving, uh, and then jump up. Uh, so it's like, there, there's just a lot of elements at play at once, um, Cool. And sometimes the areas that you're in aren't necessarily super, like, as straightforward as possible. So you're, so it's like you're figuring out, okay, where do I need to go? How do I need to get there? Stuff like that. But it's, it's, I, I think really, um, I think it does uh, difficulty in platforming really well. In, in that it uh, doesn't feel like cheap, and it doesn't feel. Uh, unearned it feels completely earned and it feels uh legitimate too but it's also one of those games where you'll die over and over and over Hmm. Uh, how is the respawn system then like is it kind of it returns you to the start of the screen usually occasionally there's a little bit of checkpointing but it's hard Hmm. to know when that'll be uh the other thing that's kind of cool is that uh on a platformer level is that there are these items that are basically uh extra hits that you can take but uh, they only get used up if you, um, if you make it through the screen. So, if, so if, for example, if you have two of them with you and uh, you use them up and then you die, it, they'll respawn with you. So they only um, will get used up if it actually made a difference for you, which I think is kind of, uh, kind of neat so that you're not like, Supporting them or uh, never wanting to use them or using them and feeling frustrated if you lose your life. It, it just, uh, it feels like just an extra opportunity for you. Cool. There are a couple of times where there, there, there are certain things that, that were just generally not very, like, I don't want to say not fun, but where I was getting really frustrated, but it, it felt like uh, kind of good frustrated and that once I beat it, it was, it was very satisfying. So, yeah, it's it's just like it's it's I'm very uh, surprised by just how much I enjoy it. And also this the story gets me emotional. So I'm very interested to see where it'll keep going. It's kind of Douglas Adams inspired, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And also, I like robots, and it's a cute robot that I feel emotions to. That's that is very on brand for you. It is. It is. Sorry, guys, I've got to shoot and parent. I'll see you guys later. You've got to shoot a parent? Oh my oh, god! No. Oh Did, no! Yes, that's how <laughs> that's how it works for me. That's how it works in the UK. They have Sam someone eventually. Gone. Eventually, parent a parent, another parent will come to try to steal your baby, and you have to shoot them. It's, it's about like the Santa Claus. If you kill Is the parent, the you become doctrine? the parent. That game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the castle yeah. doctrine. Yeah, I think it's the Santa Claus. You you kill the parent, and then you put on their suit, and then you become the parent. But their suit is just their skin. <laughs> it takes a year of you uh, to adjust to uh, the role, and then one day you as you slowly you slowly in transform into them. Hey. You grow you grow yeah. a mustache. You, how has your no eyes one, are going bad? You have to put on glasses. How has no one made a movie like Battle Royale? But the island in the Battle Royale is just England. 
<laughs> Isn't that Braveheart? I feel like if they ever make a PUBG movie, that'll be what happens. If. Like they'll the island if they're making a weird like, sci-fi horror game in the PUBG universe. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, but I bet you Uwe Bull will make the, the PUBG movie. Oh, someday. no. And it won't have anything to do with the game. It'll just be like, okay, it's an island. They shoot people. What islands do I know? I know England. <laughs> okay. 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 I can say Uwe Bull doing it, but what if Guillermo did it? Then it'd be good. <laughs> I imagine he would do some shit with it. Would he? I don't know. Like in a good way. Maybe. But you could say that about anything. If Guillermo did the Fortnite movie, it would be good. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Yeah. When is there going to... There's going to be a would, Fortnite movie. Would, oh, absolutely. It's called Ready Player One. And then there'll be Ready <laughs> Player it's... Two. What if Guillermo del Toro made Ready Player Two? Would that be a good movie? No. Yeah. I mean, yes, but... I don't think so. The, it wouldn't be his fault. Has he, has he made a bad movie? No. No. But that would be his first because he'd be working with such just... It'd be like the Donald Trump or demanding he's in any movie that films in Trump Tower. Like that's how he ended up in Home Alone Two. Yes, so, but mm. it's Tim Sweeney instead. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is something that would happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking through Guillermo <sighs> del Toro's movies, and I don't see anything bad that he's directed at least. No, yeah, he's 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 produced some stinkers, but he hasn't directed anything bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, Death Stranding, actually, certified Has banger. He? Has he produced any stinkers? I'm looking now. Uh, he wasn't he um, just the producer on the uh, Pacific Rim sequel. Probably uh, was he Probably. even a producer on it? He I was don't not. See that not according thing. to oh. IMDb. There you go. Oh, like, I, I thought he seen, was. They just didn't let him. They didn't let him make the movie he wanted to make. So. Uh, oh, it, say, yeah. it says on Wikipedia that he produced it, but anyways, uh, I don't think he had very much. Uh, to do with we it. will see about this. Uh, oh well, wait. Is that that scary stories movie came out? Did it? I guess oh, yeah. came out last year. Yeah, I bet I th- that, I th- that I movie think people was said bad. that it was. I, I people I know liked it. I think I'm sure people liked it. It's it looks like it. Oh, okay. Seventy eight on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, I knew people who not really terrible. enjoyed it. No, it's so that I mean I think that certifies it as not bad. He didn't direct that movie either. He just wrote and produced it. Uh. But, uh, what else did you play, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, found on the eShop uh, a Pokemon clone called Nexomon Extinction. Does, yeah. does Nintendo know what they're selling? I, I was like, whoa, this is on the eShop. People were saying it's really good, so I'm just like, okay, I'll pay $10 for this Pokemon clone. Oh, that's cheap. It's, yeah, no, I was like, you know, it's if I like it, then it'll be great. It's it's fine so far uh i i don't know if i'd be as like effusive as some of the people who i've been seeing talk about it are yeah but it is a genuinely um solid uh pokemon clone with some with some decent ideas actually because it is more of a uh kind of fantasy or sort of fantasy ish uh rpg setting and it uh, operates a lot more like a an RPG, like kind of a standard RPG than Pokemon does, um, where you're accepting quests, you're in this uh, Gamer's Guild of Nexomon, and you have to uh, 
do uh, these quests in this guild um, to help save the world from, I think, the evil Nexomon. I I don't know. There's a like. There's a lot of story in it so far, and I'm like, I don't. I know that there was the first. There was another. There was a first Nexomon game, so I don't know if this is like all tied to that game at all. But it's like there was a lot of story where I'm like, what is this going to become? I I don't know. It uh, is beloved on Steam. Like the the user reviews for it are yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it sounds like it's a pretty good. And a lot of people say that like it is a clone, but it's doing a lot of things better than some modern Pokemon. That's does. not hard. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I would go Yeah, sure. that far. It's like, because I think that the thing that I've been struggling with is that I haven't been having as much fun with the actual gameplay of it as, as like a standard Pokemon game. Um, but I think that the world and the, um, uh, the, the the general world and the general uh, vibe of of doing these quests and uh, making it kind of more of a uh, more narrative, know, right? Mar- more narrative, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an interesting way for it to go instead of just being a stand and just for instead of just being like, okay, this is a Pokemon clone. It's like, no, this is going to be a Pokemon clone with more of a story, more of a. Um, Kind of an interesting world too, um, because there are specifically, I think, like really strong Nexamon that are like terrorizing the land. So it's like, yeah, we're in like the the city right now, and it's like the only safe place to be. And there's just it's it's, it's it goes interesting places so far for being specifically. Uh, you buy this if you want to play Pokemon but you aren't buying Pokemon for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, the, uh, the, uh, I've had a lot of renewed talk about Pokemon as a genre. Cause some friends of mine are getting into Temtem. Mm. It's an early access game that I'm very excited for it to hit 1.0 and it does. I'm going to play a bunch of it. Cause. Oh yeah, me too. I'm, looks, I'm really interested in playing Temtem for sure. The bit that I've played is fantastic. Um, and, uh, I was kind of explaining like one of them was like, it's such a ripoff. I'm just going to play Pokemon because he's a Pokemon fan. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. But also, I don't know if you can call it a ripoff anymore because there's like multiple games that exist in this genre at this point. Right. And like, yes, Pokemon came up with it, but is like, uh, I don't know. It's like Doom, a ripoff of Wolfenstein, like 3D. Like, I, don't know. I mean, it's hard because I was thinking about this actually like the other day too when I was playing it because I was like, at a certain point, if it's the genre rather than just a specific yeah. game, um, I think that it really ties the line, like, veers closer to Pokemon than something like, like, if you're playing, um, I like I did earlier this year, I really enjoyed uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Um, and so, like, the kind of monster collection aspect is there but it's so different in how you collect the monsters and how you get different monsters and things like that and how you operate on that game that it feels completely different um all of the systems in nexamon are very very pokemon oh yeah Um, and that's true of temtem too in terms right so it's like at a certain point it's very clear that it's not just like Oh, we're inspired by um, all of the monster catching and hunting and uh, capturing genre. 
it's very much we're inspired by Pokemon. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, I I can't really fault them, and I it, honestly I would be thrilled to have more games kind of like that because that especially since Pokemon was the like first game I ever played. Uh, this is a very much a cozy game for me to play. Yeah. So just like sitting down and just uh, playing a, a, through a couple of battles is really fun. Um, and the uh, character, the monster design is not, it's not as good as Pokemon, which I mean, is kind of, I feel like it's kind of without saying because Pokemon is just kind of, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it it's hard depends. to describe. It's, I think all of these games are kind of, can be uneven. There's, I think there are Pokemon yeah. that suck and are boring, and I think there are probably Nextomon that are boring and just kind of. <clears throat> I was trying to wonder, like, how much of it is nostalgia for me because, like, Pokemon. If I if I'm playing a new Pokemon game and I see a Pokemon I recognize, I'm like, ah, it's you. I, Whereas I don't have any of that with Nextomon. But some of the designs are genuinely fun, and there were a couple of them where they show like they show up, and I'm like. I got to catch that. I got to get that right now because it is so cool. I, I need it. Um, so it's, I, c- it's I could ma- name maybe like three Pokemon that aren't like legendaries from the new Pokemon games. Like I, there's just the sh- like the past, like past Ruby Sapphire, my brain, like I played those games, not as much as I played those other ones, but I just have like no memory of like anything past Ruby Sapphire. Did- did any of you play Robopon? No, that's but I've I kind of want to because that is very much a Pokemon. Oh, it's very much a clone, and it came out the same time as uh, Gold and Silver. Yeah, and it looks exactly like Pokemon. Oh yeah, like the the main character looks like, like graphically, it looks exactly the same too. Exactly, but uh, I that's a game that I'd be interested in playing. But also uh, since it was. Uh, Published by Alice, I don't know if it. What ex- yeah, it expensive? Was, it was made by Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. On eBay, uh, Rope Upon Sun version because they had separate versions. Uh, only is, Sun in North America, though. Only Sun in North America, though. Um, <laughs> Rope Upon Sun version pre-owned. Just a cart is ninety dollars on oh eBay. God. So wow. <laughs> I don't think I'll be getting that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, jeez. Let's just uh, just go to Google and uh, dot rom or whatever, and you'll be good. Dot <laughs> gb. There's your no, I mean, if I'm, watch too. It, oh yeah. Listen, sure. if I'm going to be getting uh, uh, getting my um, why am I blanking on what it's called? Uh, uh, handheld Nixomon? gaming. No. Oh, 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 oh the, the analog the, pocket. Uh, analog. Analog okay. pocket. There we go. I was just like, my my brain just <laughs> did not want to come up with that. Yeah, but if I'm getting my analog pocket, I want to use like a physical cart. In, totally. In it. Yeah. But also, I don't want to pay ninety bucks for Robopon. <laughs> for Robopon, mm. son. Yeah, especially since like it looks like if you look at the screenshots of it, it is like, oh, you are very much. Uh, Get- it, Inspired directly by Pokemon. Guess how many Robopon are in that game? Oh, there's one fifty-one. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I fell asleep listening to Did You Know Gaming Facts about Pokemon the other night. So oh, yeah. Uh, I I heard a couple about Robopon. 
And you woke up, and the only thing you could say was, did you know Shigeru Miyamoto (laughs) uh, himself coded the entirety of blue and red into gold and silver? Rip Iwata. Yep. Was it Iwata? Yeah, it was Iwata. It was Iwata. Yep. Dang, I fucked it up. Close. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, Pat. It's, it's your turn. What, what, what do you what do you plan? Uh, uh, well, um, first of all, uh, I played a little a game this week uh, that received some critical acclaim and kind of came out of nowhere um, called Call of the Sea. It is a game that was published by Raw Fury and. Um, I have to I have to double check who the uh the, 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 the developer was called is called Out of the Blue Games. Um it's oh, appropriate. And uh they're a Spanish developer, um, which is cool. Uh and Call of the Sea starts off as a very pretty, very vibrant looking kind of well, this is gonna be a, a walking sim with Lovecrafty story elements, um, which I'm always in for. I that's like a genre and a <laughs> kind of story that hooks me easily. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but um, you pretty quickly like start to realize with this game that the puzzle solving is a lot more involved than what you get in a like an Edith Finch or a, um, you know other kinds of other walking sims. It's Edith much Finch, more, notedly good game since Pest Sam's not here. Yes, uh, yes. Um, I don't know that this game is as good overall as Edith Finch either, but but it's uh, it's it's much more of a puzzle game. It's kind of more like a linear mist with puzzles that are much less obtuse. Um, I there were two puzzles that I kind of had to stare at for a while to solve them, but for the most part, they're stuff that you'll buzz right through. But they're still really satisfying, um, and they can seem a little out there and weird, but part of it's because you're dealing with like of some Lovecraftian tropes, like, you know, Cyclopean geometries and, and weird power sources and stuff. So they, they use some, like there are no slide puzzles in it, but it's some of it is that kind of like, Oh, this is a puzzle I've seen before, Mm -hmm. but it's being deployed in a cool way here. Um, So the puzzle solving is fun. I think it is, stunning to look at like this game is absolutely gorgeous it has a slightly stylized or not slightly i guess a kind of heavily like stylized and and um kind of cartoonified visual treatment but it's like still feels really unique the lighting in it is outstanding um I think if you have Game Pass and you have uh, a One X or a, a Series X and a, and a 4K TV, it's worth just probably downloading it to look at it for a little bit because it is beautiful. Um, and uh, I ultimately, I ended up thinking the story was really, really, really good. Uh, it starts off as very predictable, and you can kind of guess what the primary arc is about an hour or two into it. It's about six hours long. Um, and you'll probably be right if you have any kind of familiarity with these sorts of stories, but it knows that the core of its narrative is very well tread. And so what it does is the details are all what are unique and kind of 
um, surprising. And uh, it's clear that what it's trying to do is look at this kind of classic uh, Eldritch kind of story and then twist it on its head a little bit in the third act to kind of go, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, you figured out already where this was going, but hey, hey, there's all this other information here that once you start to see it unfold is really cool. Um, And uh, I think it has like interesting characters, even though it's doing the thing where there are, there's not, there are no other animated characters in the game. It's like, it's just your character kind of self narrating and then a couple of other voice actors that kind of come in when you get some like flashbacks and stuff. Hmm. Almost, um, are they uh, faceless when they do that? Yeah, there's no, there isn't a single other. It's very much like, um, like not Fire, even like Edith Firewatch Finch. or something. Yes, Firewatch is a fa- is a great comparison. It's just like Firewatch okay. uh, in that regard. In fact, the the main character is voiced by um, Sissy Jones. Is her name who voiced uh, Delilah? Was that oh. her name in Firewatch? Yep, yep, yeah. That was, that um, was her. So same. She's affecting a bit of a different like kind of a 1930s American accent in this game. So she doesn't sound the same, but it's the same voice actress. Um, and uh, she does a great job. The character is really interesting. Um, and uh, Yuri Lowenthal actually plays her husband. Nice. Um, and uh, he does, he's, his lines are a little more limited, but he's definitely the person who has the second most lines. He's really good. Oh, he's married to Spider-Man. The plot is, <laughs> the plot is uh, she's, um, her name's Nora. She has this mysterious illness. It's 1934. Her husband's been away for months trying to find a cure for her illness. And he ended up on an island off the coast of Tahiti. So then Nora goes to this island to try to find him. And it turns out that the island, she's been having all kinds of dreams of like weird spires and stuff. And it turns out the island has a lot of crazy stuff in store for her. Um, and uh, so, you know, that stuff is interesting. They they hired, uh, they they used some Polynesian imagery in it. And I, th- I thought it was cool. They actually hired a Polynesian cultural consultant to ensure that that stuff was done right and respectfully. There's also one Polynesian character in the game, which they it's, they appear to have hired, hired at least a French Polynesian person or a, a person who was Polynesian directly. So I thought it was cool that they seemed to be concerned about like the cultural representation in the game. There's a very light touch on um i mean how shitty racism is like i don't want to say that this game has anything deep to say about the time period but it certainly takes a moment to sort of stop and go like hey we're examining this concept from a that is born out of a racist storytellers xenophobia but the game is not uh not examining those themes, but it does kind of stop for a second and kind of acknowledge that those themes exist and are shitty. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it's really good. I think it's worth everybody's time. If you have game pass, I'd say it's, I would go so far as to say it's a must play unless you absolutely hate uh, adventure games. Um, I think if you're, if you have a, I almost like, I know Alex, your eldritchy horror stuff isn't your favorite. I would almost say, I don't think you need to cram it in before game of the year, but if you, have game pass at some point in the future and you're looking to kill an afternoon i think this game does enough with those tropes and goes in a different direction than a lot of those stories in the end that it's worth seeing even if you typically don't like those kinds of stories um cool so yeah i don't know um i think the only thing if you really hate walking sims 
then it's probably even though this has a lot of puzzles, it might not be for you because it is still a lot of kind of slowly moving around the environment and looking at objects in the environment and hearing dialogue about the objects and you know there's a lot of notes cluttered around and stuff and things to look at so if you can't stand that kind of sort of slow movement first person wandering around picking stuff up to read then you might not like it but um i think it's really cool overall um i'm really impressed i don't know if it'll hit my game of the year list or not but um it's it's definitely in the running for sure uh because because i liked it nice that's one I am maybe going to check out. Uh, we're, we've only got like a week until we do our game of the year stuff. So I'm like, uh, what am I going to finish? If you have some time in there to play it, it, it will probably end up making my list because I really liked it. I don't know that I would not to, to start game of the year conversations here, but I don't know if I would push it for our group list because I don't know that it'll connect with anybody else. Part of it is because I already like that genre of both storytelling and game so um sure. i but i but i think it's objectively of a high quality i the, i played it on pc i don't know if they've pushed updates recently there are some it, there's a little bit of like yes this is clearly an indie game kind of jank to it at, at points but nothing that broke the game or, or ruined it or anything mm. there's one point where i like it's little stuff like this there's letters that you pick up that you find that are from Nora's husband that Yuri Lowenthal reads. I think they're supposed to have a little like, like vignette of like images that play, but the images never loaded for me. It never felt like I was missing anything. Cause he described right. like he reads it all and it, it doesn't feel like you need the images, but there would just be kind of like a blank, like frame in the middle of the screen that didn't have anything on it. Whenever those letters came up. Sure. <laughs> so there's little things like that of like, audio cues missing at times, but it was nothing that was that, that hampered the experience to me or made me like feel like, Oh no, I, this was ruined because I didn't get the, the vignette. Uh, so yeah, yeah, totally. Also, uh, I played the hardest video game that I've ever played in my life this week. <laughs> Dark souls. Fortnite. Demon oh, Souls. He's finally. I, oh, right. I played Sorry, Demon some Souls. Demon Souls, and I I haven't really talked about it much because it's a ten year old video game, eleven year old video game. But uh, no, Demon Souls is tough. But this game makes Demon Souls look like something a cakewalk. for babies. Yeah. Um. So, on a whim, I picked up uh, a game called DJ Max Respect V. Yeah, I think it's Max v, Respect Five, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, it is, if you haven't, I had only ever seen DJ Max games in arcades. I was not aware that there were like home versions of them. Oh, yeah. Um, the PSP and, one was really good. Uh, if you haven't played DJ Max before, it's kind of the game series that inspired rock band. I think it's from before rock band. Oh yeah. Um, and guitar hero. Yeah. Um, definitely. The, it's a series that definitely inspired those kinds of games it's kind of like if in rock band you were just hitting the buttons instead of, or guitar hero, if you were just hitting the buttons instead of having to strum a guitar along with it. So you have between four and six lanes and then you just have a key or a button for each lane and you're hitting those buttons as notes fall down a highway and hit a, hit a line. And then there's wrinkles to it, of course, where like 
sometimes there'll be uh, an extra button on either side that you have to hit. hit um, that's like a different color. And then there's like a, a sort of a, a overpower mechanic where called fury, where you hit the space bar on PC mm-hmm. when you have a meter that fills up. And then if you can fill the meter up again, fast enough you can increase the combo rate and you have a health bar that goes down um, as you miss notes. Um, a big thing about it is that it is, um, it tells you like the degree to which you succeeded. So it'll give you a percentage. Like you can kind of miss the note, but if you can manage to get your finger on the key in time, you can at least salvage your combo, even if you don't get a lot of points for it. And it's incredibly good. Uh, it's like this game is, is, is like kind of the perfect rhythm game. In some ways I would say that you could just get this game and then rhythm game. You don't need more rhythm games because it has over 150 songs with a bunch of DLC tracks as well. Every song, um, I think literally every song in the game has a unique animated background. Sometimes they look like anime titles. Sometimes it's just like cute, like chibi cats running around in the background and it changes all the board stuff to be cat themed. Sometimes it's like specific, like they have um, the songs from League of Legends in there, like the, the KDA songs. So that's just like it plays the music video to pop star while you're playing that song. Uh, and it rules. Um, it has it's like this presentation is super slick. I love the, it has my favorite title screen of the year. This came out, this version of the game came out this year. Um, my favorite version, my favorite titles card of the year, I think, because when you open the game, it has like the logo on and it looks slick. And then it says, press any key to pay respect. And that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's how you start. Uh, and it has really cool modes. It has this air mode, that's reminiscent of the um, most recent Guitar Heroes live mode where you're playing kind of a feed of different songs that are available in a, that rotate. And um, with different difficulty conditions, it has a mode that's sort of freestyle where you can set whatever difficulty conditions you want. The difficulty is super adaptable because there's difficulty levels for how many notes there are. And then you mm. also set the number of buttons you want to play with. That's so you can nice. Play with four, five, or six buttons. I don't Um, remember that in the PSP game. (laughs) So that's, yeah, this game is like, seems like the most refined version of this that they've ever made. What I will say is in order to unlock songs, you have to play through the campaign of the game. I have never seen anything this hard before. Like absolutely. Holy shit. I spent, um, you get through the first six levels. They're chunked into, um, the levels each have through between two and four songs in them. And they require you to fulfill certain conditions. It's not just beat the song. It's like get a certain number of points, build a certain level of multiplier, hit a certain combo level, don't miss a certain number of notes. Um, There's more too. And then they have a certain number, they have a bunch of different modifiers. It's like the first six you play through and you're like, oh, this is great. I like rhythm games. The second one, I was like, oh, I'm getting into five button stuff now. This is getting tough. And then immediately hit a level that was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I'm physically capable of doing this. This is like seven levels out of 60 into the game. <laughs> and then I spent, I think around three hours practicing that level over and over and over again and finally did it. Thankfully the music rips. It's really good. It's a lot of like stuff that sounds like it could be anime soundtracks. Um, and then a lot of like J pop and J rock stuff. That's like really, really good. 
Um, so it was okay to listen to it for three hours, but it was painful on literally painful on my hands. By the time I beat it, I was like sweating and I like yelled when I beat it finally. And so after that level then, and that was just really hard cause it was really hard. Then the next level was also really hard, but it kicked on the modifier where the notes disappear after they mm. enter the screen. So then you have to be able to perfectly time it with, because you have to rely on the rhythm because you can't see the notes at all anymore. Um, you just get to see what they are going to be. And I had to practice that for two, three hours. And then the next one I hit after that was one that was like, um, as you, so a unique thing this game does that I haven't seen before is you can increase the speed. And I can't tell if it's actually increasing the speed of the track. I don't think it is. I think what it's doing is adding more notes and making them fall faster. So you're like, and, and it gets, I mean, it gets, you look at videos of this, it gets insane. <laughs> uh, and so then I hit one where you have to, you can't fail more than 15 times. If you hit 15 fails, you fail out of the, the level and it's steadily increasing speed as you succeed. Hmm. So you have to like strategically try to get past sections because there's going to be parts where you just you're going to fail. Oh, you're going to you're going to hit a missed note because it's going so fast and the section is so complex that it's impossible to hit every note. So <laughs> that I finally beat that one too and then the one after that I don't even remember what the what the modifier was but I just was like I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be able to <laughs> complete this and I'm now 9 levels into the game <laughs> out of 60. So uh it is um it seems like you can play the campaign for hundreds of hours because it's so fucking hard. That's really uh, great though. Uh, are, are there any community created like tracks and, and maps? So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they exist. And I will say, I don't know if I think it's, you can buy a pack that um, unlocks all the songs. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to play the campaign, the pack is on sale for like three bucks right now. And then it's normally 10 bucks it's kind of shitty to say like we made the campaign ridiculously hard. And instead of just putting a thing in the menu that unlocks the songs for you, if you don't care, if you don't want to earn them, you have to pay us. But, um, there is a route around it. Uh, but as far as community made stuff, I, they don't, uh, it's not, it doesn't have steam workshop, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's mods. I think with, yeah, with steam workshop stuff, I think you probably run into like DMCA, like, Yeah, well, absolutely. IRAA coming and kicking down Gabe Newell's door. It definitely has um, taking his knives. Uh, it definitely in, in has uh, custom. It has tools for custom content, but I think it's more like you can. Um, when you play this game with six buttons, it's essentially playing an instrument. I mean, it, it, like because it's. It's it's the kind of game like Rock Band where um, you're not like I played a lot of Spin Rhythm this year as well. Spin Rhythm is really fun, but it's not a one to one like you click the button and a sound plays. It's more like you're trying to hit the notes. The song plays either way mm-hmm. or call. Um, this game you're actually playing the notes, so mm. you're you're tied to so it's giving you the a note highway. But if you don't play, if you don't hit the key, the sound doesn't play. And yep. when you're in between notes, you don't, there's not the same penalties for hitting a note that hasn't been called for. You actually could freestyle 
hitting notes in between and it sort of switches up what instrument you're playing based on where you are in the song. Sometimes you're playing drums on your ring finger and uh, piano on your index and middle finger. But you'll, you could, I think it has a custom mode where you can sort of set an instrument up and then play it using the, the keys um, and kind of sequence it. So That's cool. Have you ever um, played Tapsonic? A little bit. Yeah, same, um, same developers, same studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this developer may have made the Cytus games. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I don't think so. If not, they're definitely like there is a They're very similar. There. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a link there because they put Citus there's Citus packs for this game. You can get the songs yeah. from Citus in this game. I don't um, think they made it, but it may not be that they specifically made it, but I I could have been like, yeah, Rayark made Citus and Neo was yeah. made this game. Yeah, but this I, is yeah, the, the, they're a Taiwanese developer who made Citus and then these guys uh Muka are Korean, so. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, but, uh, but, but, but they're, it's very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I think that if you like rhythm games, you should probably buy this game in the steam sale. Yeah. We, we <laughs> should. It's only 18 bucks. Uh, yeah. Oh, I am. I, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about the difficulty, but I am like kind of we, what's we should, nice. Sorry. Like no, interested because I love the rhythm game. I would still recommend it if you I actually thumbs down it on Steam in a fit of rage, but I, I, wrote, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a four paragraph I wrote a four paragraph review that was like, "Hey, this game actually rules. It's just so fucking hard. I can't recommend it to people." But I think <laughs> I think I would say Allison that um you would still it still would be worth picking up because at the end of the day if you can buy the unlock pack if you want to, you can wait for it to go on sale again and it has a fair number of songs unlocked right off the bat and if you play it you don't have to play it on an ultra hard mode to enjoy playing it. You can go into the freestyle or the air mode and play mm. the, the like less hard songs. It's just the campaign that gets ridiculous fast. Yeah. Um, those games are really satisfying. If we ever want to have a DJ max cast, I'll invite Cheska on cause she's played like all of them and like mm-hmm. can play them at a high level. So yeah, that, that, that stuff is awesome. It's really. Have you watched the videos of people playing it at a high level? Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. Like you sent a clip of like that super hard song you mentioned earlier, and I was watching on my phone screen. I'm like, I can't tell if there's like motion blur or something and yes. these are like double notes it or if does, it's just a it single does, note and my does. screen just can't keep up it happens that happens sometimes the the refresh rate of my uh of my my monitor can't keep up with how fast the screen the, it's not tearing but mm-hmm. it is like a weird motion blur yeah. it's not that bad when you're playing it it looks like mm-hmm. it would make it really hard to play but um you have to play the songs over and over to get them down anyway so you kind mm-hmm. of realize what time you can kind of you kind of start to observe when it's motion blur because it's going so fast and when it's actually multiple notes Uh, that's why uh, you got to get a high refresh rate monitor pat i mean (laughs) i was thinking about it while i was playing it because it's it's really fun and the music in it is so good so um, you one of those 1080p 100 320 hertz monitors (laughs) uh yeah totally um the future esports baby purely for dj max I was looking at custom, there's custom keyboards that people make for it. Oh, wow. uh, apparently not great, sadly, but from like the one that was like sort of mass produced. Um, mm. But I definitely would like to figure out some kind of custom controller situation because I think I would enjoy it more if I had like 
you can fully customize the keys. Oh my god! Um, but I just looked Steel online. Italian. <laughs> I just looked online. There's something called DJ Dao, D A O, and they make they make some controllers. One of which which is for DJ Max. And good lord, those look wow. These are weird. Yeah, <laughs> apparently these are weirder than what I was seeing. Oh, yeah. that's a good looking DJ Max controller. Yeah, it is. Look at that thing. <laughs> It's huge. Yeah, it's also three hundred fifty-ish dollars. Wow, yeah, that's too much money. Four kilograms. That's crazy. But no, no, DJ Max rules. Yeah, yeah. And it is extremely hard. The PSP game, I like. I love that game, but yeah, it's stupid hard at, at some points. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I, I really want to try to push through it some because I'm curious to see if it stays as hard as it is um i don't know uh but uh but it's good that's for sure eventually you're just you're gonna have that song that hard song come back up but then it's also gonna have the disappearing notes (laughs) probably probably (laughs) well uh with that Moving on to Alex. No, no, you uh, got yeah, one more Patrick, game. Got one, one more, more game. One more. Thing. One more quick thing to hit on. Uh, I won't take That's, as long for this. We could, one. We could have. I should have segued into this from it's the last fine. one. So I finally, my dream happened. Finally, people that I know purchased Sea of Thieves, um, the Call of Duty it's gang that I. Funny have. because you don't need to buy it. You just subscribe to Game Pass uh, for five dollars or whatever. I have to listen to them complain about subscription services almost weekly. Anytime a show comes up, they're like, what do I have to subscribe to this time? They think that subscription <laughs> services is going to kill the entertainment industry. So they'll never in a million years subscribe to game pass, <laughs> which I Oof. think is ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but they bring us great things like wonder woman, 1984. Uh, okay. uh, I, I, I would argue <laughs> that they each spent 20 bucks on sea of thieves, which is like four months of PC game pass. Mm-hmm. And, and they could have not a bunch even a of fraction of the games. Yes, but whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Um, they they finally purchased Sea of Thieves in the Steam sale, twenty bucks, and uh, that game is so good. It's like we did um, we did a very long uh, Gold Hoarders quest, which is where you dig up the treasure chests, which I had a ball with, and one of my friends had a ball with. One of the other ones was like, you just dig up treasure chests in this game, and. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Tomorrow night we'll do a tall tale. So we did the first tall tale. And the tall tales are like more narrative. They're kind of the thing I like in them too is like an RPG adventure where you go to the start point and you talk to somebody and then it starts. And it's like, a, it kind of like takes you through a bunch of different Sea of Thieves content and like kinds of content woven together with a narrative. Um, pretty light narrative. But this one, we got a book, and the book described um, where this shipwreck was located, which had a captain's log on it that we needed to find this this artifact called the Shroud Breaker. And we were going to use the Shroud Breaker to pierce the shroud, which is this like um, veil of clouds that hides an island with tons of treasure on it. So we had to like go find this shipwreck and then dive down into the depths and and search the shipwreck for a captain's log and then use the shipwreck to figure out where they dropped a chest. Um, And it was like a navigational log of like, first we were here and then we passed by this kind of thing. And then we passed by this kind of thing. 
we had to like retrace their steps. Um, we had to solve a couple of like kind of mist style puzzles on an island. Uh, and uh, it was it was really, really fun. Um, we came away from it. And then like when you finish it, we got a cool cosmetic item and we got the breadcrumbs to do the next part of the story where we we have to like we found the shroud breaker, but we have to um, find these gems to, to sock it into it to give it its power. And to do that, we're going to have to hunt down some legendary pirate lords. Um, and just over, it was really fun overall. And then after they called it a night, I just kind of went around and killed some skeletons and got their skulls to level up my Order of Shadows XP so I can get some cool cosmetics the next time that we play. Um, and it's just it's a fun game. I think that game is really smart in the way that by not having a power level or anything, it meant that even though I've played probably 20 hours of it over its lifetime, we could all jump in together and I looked cooler than them, but like that was it. Otherwise we were just able to play together. There was no like, Oh, whose quests are we going to do? And who's, who's farthest behind so we can level them up. Like you get even in RP MMOs with good level syncing. This -hmm. was just like getting game going. Let's go. They also added, uh, Three person, a three person ship to it specifically for three people, which is great for us because that was the one thing in the past you could either play a duo on a very small ship or with four people on a very large ship. So now there's kind of a medium size in between. That's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great game, and more people should. If you're opposed to streaming services, buy it in the Steam sale while you can, or on Xbox, the Microsoft sale. Because it's it's great and worth your time. Nice. That's that's another game where I wish I could play, but like between time zones and yeah. so many of my friends being like console uh, gamers, uh, it's, it's well. If they have an Xbox, happen. it has they full crossplay. <laughs> they oh, they well, they swapped over from the 360 to the PS4 because of oh, Bloodborne well, mostly. That's their mistake. That's their um, mistake. Hey, they play, they play Bloodborne, so... I mean, they could get an Xbox Series S, and then there uh, you go. Yeah, uh, well, if Microsoft was making them. <laughs> uh, I saw one of those in a grocery store not long ago. A it Series was, S? Like, it's like yes. clearance? Huh. No, no. <laughs> like no, the, it was it was a Series S. It was a new, uh, a new yeah, one. I know, yeah. one. but it's the, just in a grocery box. store, just like in a, in a clearance bin or something? No, it was in the electronics section. I was oh, just okay. shocked that it was... Wait, it was your grocery stores good. have electronics sections? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, depending yeah. on the store, you can get like a like a Fred Meyer. Yeah, this like was at a, a Fred Meyer. Yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Fred Meyer has um, like home home goods, clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like a Walmart, but yeah. less. Okay, uh, we have okay. We have stuff similar to that. Sure. Yeah. Less, but it's, a, uh, it's harmful to the economy. It's it's like a grocery store, and union. It's a, the ones here anyway are union businesses, so I like shopping. Yeah. There. But um, it's, uh, it's a it's a it's mostly a grocery store. Like over half the store is groceries, and like then a it Tim Hortons. Has, <laughs> yeah, it's no, like a Tim Hortons. A, <laughs> it has a Starbucks in it. It's it's got it's it's two it's someone's name, so it's like a Tim Hortons. Oh, it's you like can a go Duncan Meyer. Got it. That's not a, the, yeah, yeah. Sure. That famous man, Dunkin' Donuts. You can go to, you could go to, to Fred Meyer and start in the, on the, the food side and get some fried chicken and a Starbucks latte and mm-hmm. then go buy an Xbox Series S and then end up and buy some clothes and then end up in the garden center purchasing my, like, like the, uh, pots and plants. The one near my mom's house, like even got, got in like a, 
place to buy beer, like growlers of beer. And I think you can actually drink at the store now. <laughs> oh my God. Tan- what is- we're, we'll get back. I promise this will be a two second thing. No. Uh, no. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> be a two minute One, thing. So two. my favorite grocery store of all time, uh-huh. I forgot what it's called. Cause it went in after I moved away from Michigan. I, when I was visiting a friend favorite of mine, of a time. close friend of mine was like, we have to go to the grocery store. And I was like, I'm visiting. I don't want to go to a fucking grocery store while I'm visiting. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 trust me. And we went to this grocery store and it, they have a bar in it and you can just buy a beer and then shop for groceries and walk around with a beer and, and like buy groceries. It, okay. That sounds like the best way to buy groceries. It rules. You can get tanked. I, and I didn't have to drive because I was, she was driving. So I had like three or four beers while we wandered around there. Cause it's like a really good grocery store too. So we were there for like two hours and that I was like, oh God. I was drink a bunch of beers. That seems dangerous. Okay. Yeah. If you have to drive back with your groceries, like, well, the, course, like yes. just thinking about that, that's like, Hmm. But I mean, no. you could buy beer at a grocery store and drink it in the car before you start driving. So you have to be responsible about how you, you can't buy alcohol. beer in a grocery store here oh, or here, that's Minnesota. Oh, you, oh, that's right. In Canada, you have to go to the beer store. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's true I here in Minnesota think, too. I don't think I could live in a state or a country where I had. To, I mean, I could live in Canada because I get healthcare, and that's a fair trade off. <laughs> I, I can but buy I think, like whiskey in a grocery store here. Yeah. Oh yeah. We buy hard liquor, liquor and, and yeah. hard liquor and um, the Not Fred Meyer n- near me near me had too much theft, so they had to put the liquor in a cordoned off section. And you have to pay where you buy it, like like in the uh, Walmart boom. electronics department. Can't uh, even like. Can you like? Can you look at it? Yeah, yeah, like peruse. Yeah, or is it's it like just a, like you have like to go whole, in and know what you want? It's like, there's like a little, there's, it's like there's a liquor store inside of the grocery store, basically. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. What other kind of establishments would you want to just be able to freely drink in? I don't drink, so I don't care. Uh, um, but well, like, so I've been to Paris, where you can freely drink everywhere, and that's the best solution. <laughs> uh, and they also have really good public transit there, so you don't have to worry about driving. Sure. Like, I know there's um, some movie theaters you can do that, right? Like the Draft House kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Most, yeah. They're, like, a lot of the AMCs and stuff have alcohol. Yeah. Um, I, think, I Which kind of slaps because getting a very large drink before Detective Pikachu was <laughs> the best choice. Oh, yeah. I, um, it, ah. I have had some pretty great experiences drinking in a movie theater before for sure mm-hmm. um i think haircuts right <laughs> if i could drink while i'm getting a haircut that would be nice. i don't want <laughs> hair in my beer i don't um, want like it's true yeah you put it in see a, that's like, the I'm issue stuck, there's solutions like my I, hands I, I are under the cup. thing do i do i need like one of those crazy straws like to come up sure and oh out of like the bib well, and if then, you're like, okay if you're doing action. if you're having that apparatus set up you may as well get it at the fucking dentist <laughs> It's when they when they rinse your mouth, just spray beer. In your don't mouth. worry about it, Pat. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry that about, doesn't work. Don't worry about the blood and everything. Now swish as some vodka and like a spit. I think. Um, I wish you know. I don't wish this were true because it would be bad. But I wish that I had a personal pass and and some of my friends had personal passes to just wander around and drink at packs. Oh because God, no! That sounds like a terrible idea. It'd be terrible because <laughs> most of the people there could not be trusted with that kind of freedom. As someone who doesn't have an issue with, like, I would never drive while drunk, and also I don't turn into like a bat. Like, I don't 
have an issue while I've been drinking. I just me, but a little louder when I drink. Um, it would be fun for me because <laughs> I would be super nice still and friendly. But of course, a lot of people when they drink uh, become less pleasant to be around. <laughs> Uh, um, that's the best so. part of conventions though it's like the late night panels you go everybody has a beer everybody's yes. a little tipsy everybody's just hanging out and it is like that is like and one it, of the things that i've missed most this year in panels it's nobody like, cares it's like late um, night game it's like late night convention panels where everybody has alcohol and we're all just kind of like eh, when, this is the casual panel i don't know when he when, when i was hanging out with dan reichert after a giant bomb panel one year he was he had a 24 four pack i want to say of oh. some <laughs> shitty beer um, that's not surprising and he this was is, just yeah on brand and and he was like i'm sorry i can't offer you beer i just don't want to get in trouble <laughs> and i was like we were all like it's fine <laughs> those of us who are of age can go get a beer from the hotel bar if we want uh that reminds um, me but of- yeah he was just kind of in the lobby <laughs> Oh, back, like PBRs I, or something. I didn't realize this was just in the lobby. <laughs> I, I, Honestly, I, this is like so on brand. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. After Great PAX guy. East in like 2012, I want to say, I went to a bar with Jeff Gersman, uh, Adam Boys, and Ryan Davis. Uh, and there was like probably like 15 of us there. And mm. Ryan Davis could slam a lot of beers. Yes. <laughs> like it was a lot. Like that it was almost alarming. <laughs> Like he was like, how, how, but he's yes. a big man. Yeah. The, the yes. nobody, my nobody, you can't find me based on this podcast where I live. So nobody can arrest me. <laughs> the first beer I ever had in a bar was when I was 18. I was not old enough to purchase alcohol, but, uh, Garnet Lee purchased a shot for me <laughs> <laughs> at the, that's at interesting. The, 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 what's it called? The arcade in, uh, uh, the game works. Right outside of outside of the Washington Convention Center when I went to PAX when I was eighteen. That <laughs> that's really funny. It's bizarre. Yes, it's my first ever legal, well, not legal, but first ever drink in a in a bar. Yeah, that's that's not was, legal. Uh, just FYI, was was, was with uh, <laughs> was was doing a shot with Garnet Lee. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, last <laughs> thing, as uh, you know, if we're talking about places we'd want to be able to drink, the DMV. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. You know, you have to have someone to drive you there and they'll you know, pick you up or whatever, ride the bus. But uh, yeah. Do your driving test. Anyway. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, 16 years old. Just <laughs> pounding them. Take your driving test. I don't think. I had had drinks at 16, but I was not uh, pounded. Wow, if we're just what a statue of limitations. This is not a, this is not a this is not a family friendly podcast. Nobody's going like to get children. Listen to this. Just to be clear, podcast. just to be clear, I lied to Garnet Lee and told him that I was over that I was old enough to drink. So <laughs> before anyone goes after that man, he he was a saint. He didn't just he offered a round of shots to people hanging out, and then a waitress brought a tray over with a bunch of shots, and I took one. So. Just to clarify that story, it was not Garnet Lee saying, would you like me to purchase a shot for you, <laughs> young man? You underage person? <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, kiddo. Was, they did not card me when I entered the bar or when I sat down at the bar next to him. Wow. Well, um, Alex, hey. time. Uh, what, what you been up to? Oh, man. I finished a few games, actually. 
which is nice. Uh, finish some of the ones we wanted to kind of talk about with game of the year. Um, which one do you guys want to talk about of the finished ones? There's two there. Um, or we can talk about the one I haven't finished. Uh, I'll let you all decide. I've played one of these. I've played two of these. You, you have played paper Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's jump into that. Cause I haven't finished that. Um, so I've been playing origami King, uh, which, uh, kind of by Allison's recommendation, because she loves it so much. And uh, I think I'm about 10 hours in. I've beat like four bosses, I think. Uh, uh, how many of like the value, the elemental things have you beaten? Two. Okay, and so you I, beat the, the dragon? Yeah, I have like the blue okay. streamer stuff okay, on the, yeah. pretty, much, pretty much done. So you're, um, you're a little bit ahead of me. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, there's no hour count in there. I haven't really been keeping a close eye on it, so... Yeah. So let's yeah. say around around 10 hours or something. Nintendo like just pops into the end of the year and says, you've played 980 hours of Switch this year. Oh, that yeah. was me this year where I was like, oh God, don't call me a core gamer, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one, okay, well, to, take, to be a little bit more meta with it, I like the Switch that it shows you how many hours you've played, but it doesn't show you until like a week after you've started playing mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so dumb. Like it, It's like, oh, yeah. you played this recently, and then after a week it's like, oh, you played... 10 hours of it. It's like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I think, I mean, I've played a decent amount of the paper Mario games. I think the only one I didn't play is super paper Mario with the advanced one, right? Uh, uh, super paper Mario is the Wii one or we, um, yeah, I, I didn't play that one. Um, I, I think I, I am a defender of that game, but yeah. Okay. I have not played that, but I played sticker star. I played uh, a thousand year door and the OG. And so I've now no played this one as splash? well. No, I guess I haven't played that one. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I haven't played it either. So yeah. So, but like, yeah, I, I enjoy the series. I think they're witty. They have good writing. The characters are generally pretty good. Uh, and this one, I think in particular has really, really beautiful art. Like, especially mm-hmm. when you get into that second area, the autumn Hills, whatever the autumn mountain, mm-hmm. where it's all like just, autumn tones like red and orange and yellow and that like it's playing the really lovely music like that stuff like the tone setting is perfect like it's really really good and the way it animates and stuff like when you're going through the tall grass and all that kind of stuff is just lovely um music has been good the characters have been weird like they've been good but they've been weird in like the toads there's so many of them and like the basically the mechanic if you haven't played the game is there's just toads everywhere that you're kind of they've been uh hiding or they've been like put into weird situations they've been, where they've been folded up and hidden or uh like attacked and they're yeah. yeah yeah so you're finding them in the environment and stuff like that and there's like so many of them like almost to the point where it's like okay i'm not going to actively look for all of these because otherwise you're going to go insane like there's too many toads, but sometimes you find them in really funny spots. Like, I don't know. Did you find, did you guys look through the telescopes at, after the first boss? Oh my where, God. Yes. Where you, look you at just the, see a face you, and you're you, like, you, Oh my you, God. You look at the left one. It's like, Oh, it's, there's the castle with all the streamers. You look at the right one. And it's just a toad face, like right on the camera. <laughs> it and was it's like, like, Oh my God. Jump scary. Where you're <laughs> it just was like, really, look through it and you're like, ah, it was very funny though. Like, yeah. So it has a lot of really good moments like those. Um, I will say I really like everything in the overworld, but I fucking hate the combat. <laughs> like That's I fair. really, I, really hate the combat. <laughs> I don't hate it, but at the same time, it is the least 
good part of the game. Yeah, sure. like I, I think yeah. everything else about it is spectacular, but I oh the combat is it's tedious. I think like I think it would have been really good if only the boss boss battles had the the mechanics they do. But the fact that I feel every, like it works best during the boss battles. Yeah, um, it does. It works really well during those, and like I think it's actually kind of fun during those, like because it gets yeah. more unique. You're working with more. Uh, rules that it kinds of sets like it sets up and like they have unique uh, attacks that you're kind of having to evade but also like bear in mind and stuff like that which is really cool Um, but the fact that you're like if you accidentally run into a random enemy and then it's like oh you have to quickly solve this puzzle that's probably not too hard but like it's just that it's going to take you like 30 seconds or flee which sometimes just fails (laughs) like I started just fleeing battles because I was just kind of tired of doing them randomly. And then... Yeah, and I mean, you really... Since there's no experience points or anything, yeah, you really don't gain all that much from the battles. Correct. So you don't really need to do them if you don't want to, really. Yeah, totally. And, like, but if you do accidentally bump into something or, like, it, right. ju- it jumps at you from a, a cliff or something, like, because that happens. Yeah. Uh, there are certain like, moments where you have to do it, for sure, yeah. but... yeah. And like though, it's just like oh, I've found a lot of times where it's like you know what I'm just gonna turn my switch off and come back to this later as soon as a battle starts because I'm just like I don't want to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Then I come back and I turn my switch on. And I'm like, oh damn it! I have to start with a battle. It's like uh, so it. I don't know. I've not been loving that part of it. Everything else has been really good. Uh, I will like. I'll say the battles also makes it feel kind of like it has some accessibility issues. I think for some people, like I would say pretty harsh accessibility issues because like a lot of the random battles give you like 20 seconds and that's 20 seconds to absorb the board and move everything around and get everything set up and like i feel like the timer doesn't serve any purpose other than to make you more stressed like yes there's ways around it you can hold the plus button and expend your coins to get more time Mm -hmm. which that's dumb and and there are items where you can get more time but it's like but I, I'd agree with that. Where it's, it's it feels like it's at it's not adding a, anything really valuable to the experience. Yeah, like I, I, the only thing it adds is a little bit of stress, and then it makes you spend some coins. Like it doesn't really feel balanced in that sense. It just kind of feels like it's tacked on because they felt like they had to. I don't know, but but yeah, I'll say the boss battles are really good. Like if. If it if the circle battles of just the normal things were like some kind of sub mechanic that you only saw every now and again, and everything else was just standard Paper Mario, it would have been way better in my opinion. But mm-hmm. as it is, like that's kind of been my only barrier. The rest of it has been really exceptional. But I, I yeah, <laughs> I've just been. I thought I would play like twenty hours of this over the break, but I played like an additional five or six because I was just like, oh, I don't want to do these battles. <laughs> Patrick Lab, I actually wrote an article for Vice about exactly what you're talking about with like he has specific problems dealing with like positioning shapes and so the battle system was like really frustrating and kind of upsetting for him to try to work with because it is so specifically a a a thing that his brain doesn't handle well sure um yeah if you have like depth perception issues like i could definitely see that because you're having to consider um you can the battles happen on circles and you can either move the circles around or you can go in kind of uh, straight lines. So you can move stuff across the circle directly. Uh, like yeah. Diagonally. Concentric circles. Yeah. Yeah. And 
like if you have depth perception issues and you can't really tell that like the straight line is what you actually need to do and like you can't really perceive that it's like oh i need to move these three enemies to the other side like yeah that's that's you're gonna have a hard time with it so like at that point the timer is just a hindrance like it's not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's like well it's just it's ringing its bell and it's flashing red it's like oh Mm -hmm. well i'm just gonna have to spend currency then yeah Yeah. like Like, doing more interesting puzzle stuff and just doing away with the timer might have made it improved or just doing away with like that stuff entirely or or give it give you the option like I looked at the options and there's no options at all. Yeah. Like the only option you can really have is turning off motion controls, which I immediately did. <laughs> I'm using tilt controls. Yeah. But I'm going to continue it. I don't know if I'll finish it by game of the year because I've been kind of moving through it slowly, but I think I've played enough of it to know like the tone and just kind of what it's going for and I'm And it, you'll it is, hopefully it is good. get to what I think is the most exceptional moment in the game. I sure. think before it, because it, it happens midway through the game. Okay. So we'll see. But. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep poking away at it. Um, I'm going to try and poke at least one or two other games, uh, just to have an idea, because next week is our Game of the Year podcast. And uh, yeah, I, I doubt I will finish this now. I thought I would, but yeah, it, 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 that battle system, man. <laughs> I, but uh, everything else is so good. It's really nice. It's a, it's a cozy game otherwise. Yeah. Oh, totally. I I agree. And I think that um, I specifically think that the boss battles are so much more engaging than the random encounters to the point where I'm like, I really wish that they would have just maybe done like standard uh, uh, random encounters or basic encounters and then just did the boss. Yeah, 100%. I would have loved that. I think that would have made it almost... Like almost a, not a perfect game, but it would have made it an exceptionally better game, right? For, for, for because, me personally, yeah, because I think that they do uh, enough interesting things in the boss battles to make you go, okay, there's 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 a really interesting strategy involved in there. Whereas the strategy in the um, like more random encounters is just it's kind puzzle of solutions, boring, yeah, yeah, and like uh, some of the puzzle solutions is really are just boring, like you said, and then some of them are just like. I'm not going to figure this out in 20 seconds. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like with the boss battles, you can, you can take multiple solutions. Do you want to pick up those coins and those multipliers on the way? Sure. Do you not want to? No. Okay. Like you don't have to do it one way and that's nice. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, origami King is good, but it has issues, but going to continue. It's I'll say one thing. They play up his mustache a lot. Like almost they, too they much. They sure do. I mean, they've done that in a lot of other like Mario RPGs too. They have, but like this one, it feels like it's almost to the point of self-parody. But maybe that's the point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, what else are you playing? What What did you finish? Well, let's do the other one. Playing it anymore because he finished it. Yeah, let's do the other one that people have played. Let's talk about Bug Snacks because I now we have had Allison and Pat that have finished this one, and I'm. Uh, Part yeah. way through, I'm most of the way through. I don't know exactly oh. how much I've played. I didn't know you started. Yes, I cool. started yesterday. Awesome. I've Are you playing on your new PS5? Because I know that's what you're waiting for. Yes, I wish. No, yeah, it was on. <laughs> it was like twenty bucks on Epic, and then there's like a ten dollar coupon, so I got it for oh, like nice. eleven bucks yeah. or something. That's and that's worth it. Got other, yeah, and then like once I get a PS5, I'll just like my girlfriend will play it probably. Yeah, on 
because I have it there. So yeah, that's worth. I've it. played uh, like six hours of Bug Snacks. How many yeah, people like, do you have in your village? Like uh, ten, eleven. You're pretty close to having all the people. Yeah, I, I have yeah. almost everybody in the village. I have all the areas unlocked. I just did like the the puzzle, like the door puzzle, like the three oh, sure. statues. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. So that's right yeah, near the end of the story. But you mm-hmm. should do all the side stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I, yeah, I would agree. I think you would benefit from doing the side stuff. Um, I think I wasn't as in love with it as you guys are in terms of the side stuff. I think. The stories they told were interesting and I like the characters, but I felt like a lot of them just kind of stopped and it was like, okay, that's the end of it. I was like, wait, is there going to be another one after this? Cause it feels like there was no, like, I don't necessarily there was like need an article need somewhere about how closure. that's the point. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't, I was gonna say, I don't necessarily need closure, but some of them it's like, like I, maybe what they're going for is like, Oh, these are, they have, they continue to live their lives. They, you know, this is just, you're, you're coming into their story yeah. and experiencing it for a window and then they're continuing yeah. later. It's like, I can see that, but like some of those, it was just unclear if they were expecting you to have more like, um, what's the paparazzi girl, Befica? Is that her? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. her, her, like she gets a new side quest every time you get new people into the village mm-hmm. basically. And at some point I was like, wait, is she going to have one more after this to just kind of wrap things up? Or she's like, She's just going to finish by saying the thing she does and oh no, that's it. Okay. I, I appreciated that stuff because to me it was so much of the side stuff is characters dealing with various anxieties and, um, and, uh, elements of their personality. I don't even want to say issues because it, a lot mm-hmm. of it is like parts of them that you're kind of coming to understand better. And in a lot of, like in Befica's case, she starts to self-reflect a little bit, but I mean, that's who she, that's kind of who she is. And she's still working through some of that stuff. I mean, I'm trying, I'm being careful not to spoil it. Yeah. Too, no, yeah. But, um, it's, I think um, it's fair from a narrative perspective to want more closure from some of those stories. But I also really appreciated that they felt to me like they're kind of like, this is how people are. Yeah. And like, uh, I, I totally got that. And like from the story side of it, I think I agree. I think for me, it was more like the, Oh wait, is there, should I expect there to be another one or not? Cause it, it just so was kind of unclear about that. It's interesting because did you play it on PC? I did play it on PC. I wonder if, so I played it on PS five and on PS five, it's very clear. Cause a trophy pops. That's like, Oh, you completed all of this person's side quests. Uh, and I wonder if when developing it, they were they had that in mind so it was more like oh yeah okay well i know that this is the end of this character's sort of story because right. um and and you know again to not spoil anything the end the game kind of one of the things i think it doesn't do enough is really tell you that you need to do the side stuff it's like side mm-hmm. stuff but really it's core to it's the, kind of i feel like the story Yes. <laughs> it's like um, it's side quests, but at the same time, if you did zero of the side quests, I, I, I think it would be a very different, disappointing game. Yeah, it would not be very satisfying at all. I don't I don't uh, know how the very last gameplay section you do. Like uh after all the stuff happens and then you're walking yeah, yeah. in that area and then like doing some stuff. Uh, I don't know how that would play out if you didn't do any of the side things because like totally because you wouldn't have any context for what you're interacting with. Exactly. And so yeah. like I, I think I agree that so, like the side quest stuff should be pretty much mandatory, but also um, like they kind of almost sort of somewhat try to 
point you in that direction by saying, Hey, if you've reached the last mission, if you do this, yeah. you can't go back. Like they I kind think, of do that, but it's not ultra clear. I think what they don't message very well. And I really don't think this is a spoiler is that not doing the side stuff is more of a narrative choice mm-hmm. than what you, than what the game tells you it is. Um, and not necessarily that like, it's like mass effect or something, but more like it's, you are consciously choosing to not get parts of that game story. And it's, I think it could be interesting as well to do it that way. But I just think it's like that it it should be more of a, like, so what you're telling us is you don't want to see Befica's story. Okay. (laughs) You are making a choice to not engage with her story. And that's gonna like going to make the, the way the end of the game plays out feel different to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, I think, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought that, that it was it was pretty good. Um, and I felt like the way that the game culminates kind of provided some closure for all of those stories. That's why I think it would be weird to not do them. Because um, mm-hmm. you kind of get to what you're talking about to an extent in the ending of that game. But I can see yeah. from a mechanical perspective without having that trophy pop to make it clear that it's time to move on. It could be like, okay, I guess I'm going to sleep and see if they have a thing over their head tomorrow. Kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think for me that it's also kind of the paper Mario syndrome, I guess of like, I enjoyed everything around it, but I didn't really enjoy the mechanics as much. Uh, though I will say I enjoy the core mechanics of this more than I enjoy the battle system of paper Mario. Like (laughs) (laughs) upon reflection, I think I do enjoy engaging with some of the capture puzzles. Also, sorry for the sirens, but some of the capturing puzzles of finding stuff, like how you do, um, like they, they've set up some very specific puzzles for how you have to capture some like the bigger ones or whatever yeah. without, without breaking them apart uh, in interesting ways, which I think are cool. Um, but yeah. I'll say like there was enough mechanical stuff. We talked about this last week where it doesn't have like, you're not able to be as uh, accurate as you want to be with some of the it's things they're so demanding imprecise. of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like there's, there was even a couple where it's like, it asks you to kind of, it asks you to use the mechanics in ways where it feels like you can't, or otherwise it feels like there's a bit of RNG mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, so not a spoiler, but at the end of most side stories, there's some kind of like boss battle mm-hmm. kind of that you have to engage with. And one of which, um, which was in the desert. Um, okay, uh, hmm. if you've done this one, Andre, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, the last phase of that felt very random because you're basically relying on the physics system to do the last part of it. Uh, I didn't actually have any issue with that one. I, yeah, I that's, either. That's the thing. Like my physics system, like I put the thing where it was supposed to be three separate times and then it just missed every time. And I was like, okay. And then I did it that, the exact same weird. way the fourth time. And then it worked. I was like, well, fuck it. That's, <laughs> okay. That's weird. Uh, Cause like, yeah, like I never had to like re-aim or anything because they were just like locked on and then like kind of have to get it while it's moving. And then that also is just, it's like homing. So I never, that one I had no issues with. I had issues with the uh, one in like the waterfall area. That one was like tricky sure. for me to figure out with uh, Ch- Chondo, who, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the buff guy. Uh, oh. Uh, Ch- Chandlo. 
Chandelo. Chandelo. Yeah. And then there's also like Grom. Uh, what's his name? I can't Gramdo? remember. Was Gromdo, who's just Danny DeVito. Yeah, Cromdo. Yeah. I like Cromdo. I like Cromdo. I like Cromdo. I like Cromdo and I honestly like. Feud. I like all of them to the point where I, that's why I think that the side stories are so necessary is because a lot of the characters I feel like went from being kind of one dimensional to me to me being like I would uh, die for you. I love you so much. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but that's where we're at. The only one I didn't like is I didn't like the um, the singer. Oh, I, I like Wiggle. Wiggle? Wiggle. Wiggle. Oh, Wiggle. I don't also, particularly I like don't, Wiggle. I don't care for her that much either. <laughs> um, and I, I like didn't particularly like her story, and I didn't particularly like the boss fight that you do at the end of her story. So oh, that one was, uh, took forever. I thought it, that one was, was the Wiggle boss fight? The, 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 the long beach thing. With the water. The, Oh, that hook. was that was rough, but I kind I kind of dug it. Yeah, um, I thought conceptually it was cool. There's one mechanical choice they make with it that I thought made it very frustrating, and it didn't need to be, and it just padded out mm-hmm. the fight. The way that the thing like destroys the trees, or the like. Oh yeah, that that, that was, was like the, that on, was annoying. Don't do and, that. And, um, and Andre, you haven't got to this, but after you cross the threshold um, for the ending, there are some gameplay segments where they kind of. Uh, kind of change how you're using the mechanics that you're used to and i think some of those really don't work <laughs> yeah but it's I so think fast it's like, it's, like it, really it doesn't me. really yeah it, it doesn't yeah. take long but the, that's just to say like i didn't i didn't love the mechanics of the game but i think the rest of it is really good i only encountered one part that was like truly frustrating and that was trying to deal with the um praying mantis guys in the desert because <laughs> Sure. there's like only one area where they sp- there's one that spawns that on, you can actually on, like on yeah. top of, with on top of the rocks yeah. yeah well but the one on top of the platform won't do anything it just yeah. charges you at the edge of the platform and then it doesn't go you, anywhere you, 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 can, off the platform. You, you can flip them off with the uh flip them off but you can use the the launcher uh, i never thought about that there you go see i would have that would have made that yeah. section less frustrating um Scoopy but, uh, Banoopy, it just is busting my balls at all times. I love Scoopy Banoopy. <laughs> I, I, I would die for Scoopy Banoopy. As as a creature, like as a as a design, Scoopy Banoopy. Yeah, but his aggro area is so tiny, and it and <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I need to use this like this trip wire, and then he's like, oh no, fuck you, I'm gonna destroy your trip wire. I'm like, no, you got You gotta walk uh, into it. What are you doing? Yeah, one thing I found that might help you is that he fucking hates the strawberry ball, so he'll chase that around. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of lead mm-hmm. him around with that pretty, and they move around the same right, speed, yeah. so it it works out pretty pretty well. I that's sort of what I found is every time that I was frustrated, there seemed to be a solution that if I just sort of like thought a little more creatively about the problem that I could yeah. find. And I thought um, I like that about the game too. It, I just think the thing I definitely agree with is that the mechanics, the tools are very imprecise. And I do think sometimes it asks you to do some very precise things with very imprecise tools. And that can be frustrating and it doesn't always feel tuned super well. Um, yeah. But aside from that, not liking wiggle very much. Uh, that's kind <laughs> of, otherwise I, I was pretty, um, I thought the rest of it was, I would say, great. I don't want to give the impression that it's like, like this game is fighting for a spot in my game of the year along with stuff like Call of the Sea. Um, it is not one of my super locked, like, mm-hmm. top five, here we go kind of games. Oh, um, it is for me. <laughs> but I think it's good, and I, I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> worthy of that if it connected with you in, in specific ways, for sure. Yeah, and I, I liked 
I liked a lot of the characters. I did like um uh, uh, uh we just talked about his name, Chandlo. Chandlo and Chandlo and Snorpy, those that pair is Oh really, my really god, strong. they're my favorites they other than just, Silbo. Yeah. I, don't I wanna, love them. I won't spoil it for people who are gonna play it, but they're the kind of end of that story arc is like so one good. of the most touching things I've ever seen in a video game, I think. Hmm. Uh it's incredible. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's cute. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Also, that voice actor who does um, uh, uh, Snorpy has done a lot of stuff, and like and stuff. Chandler's maybe, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Yuri, but like uh, um, okay. uh, the Snorpy was Ezio, and he's oh. also, also Chris Redfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like I I didn't expect that. I was like looking at the voice actors. It's like oh, it's funny because Snorpy shit. is like. The least Yuri? like Ezio of all, yeah, or, of all the or Chris Redfield in any video game <laughs> of all the characters like, in Bug Snacks. The one least like even even what's her name the the um the, like uh Shelda the Shelda even Shelda is more like Ezio than Snorpy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess Snorpy's into conspiracy stuff, yeah. which Assassin's Creed is all about. So maybe maybe it's I not, don't know. Maybe it's a mischaracterization. Yeah. Is Yuri Lowenthal the like? I know he's been around for a while, but is he like the new Nolan North, where he's just like in everything? Uh, yeah. I think I think he's, he's more not as distinct. He's yeah, not he's as more distinct as Nolan North, North like, but he is he, he is in everything these he, days. He tends to not be the main character as often. Yeah, maybe as he has Nolan, a ton of. Not that Nolan North doesn't, but I feel like he has a ton of range mm-hmm. and. Nolan North does as well, but because of Uncharted, Nolan North very quickly became like a leading man voice actor, and it seemed like people just wanted him to do the Nathan Drake thing for their game. Yeah, and just, make just talk character. into the mic. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And, and be charismatic sure. so that that character gets the same, gets Nathan Drake energy. Whereas Yuri Lowenthal feels like every time I hear him in a game, like he's in Call of the Sea, he doesn't sound anything like Spider Man in Call of the Sea at all. I mean, you, I would have, I, I. No. Aside from knowing that he has that kind of range, if I didn't know that already, and this was the, and I had only ever heard him in Spider-Man and this game, I would have been like, "Holy and, shit, that's the same person!" Yeah, like if you look um, at Prince of Persia, because he's the prince. Yeah. You look at like Saints Row, he's Matt Miller. You look at Persona, like he's Yosuke. Like those are all he's, different. Yeah, he's so his voice, and and you know, Snorpy is like totally different from all. Oh my of those god, yeah, hundred percent. So, so, or not Snorpy, uh, 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 Chandlo. Uh, Chandlo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's Chandler's it's so good. Yes, Chandler's great. Um, it's mm. uh, it, it's it's there's a lot of uh, range, uh, range there yeah. that makes him again. Nolan North certainly has it. If you look at some of Nolan North's weirder roles, he definitely plays weird ass characters. I've, in like but, The Last of Us, even like one of his like a bigger game oh, yeah. that he was in, it was everyone was, was like, subtle. wait, that was Nolan North? Like, oh, sure, oh, yeah. sure. that one was <laughs> he's subtle. capable of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you look at like the Avengers game, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's just Nolan. It's North. just Nathan Drake <laughs> yeah. as Tony Stark. <laughs> Nathan yeah. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Bugs next. It's good. I enjoyed it overall. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got you got one more game on here. Yep. It is the last one, which none of you have played, but I would maybe nope. suggest <laughs> that some of you might might want to play that game because I think that might be mechanically one of the best games i've ever played um like i really like uh when it comes to metroidvanias and stuff like that mechanics matter a lot obviously um 
And I think this one nails the mechanics with everything that it adds to it in a way that I've not seen in like other games. Like it is just so extremely well designed Um, between all of the time powers that you get, because there's the ability to stop time, to slow down time. um, The way that the time affects objects and enemies around you. Like there will be enemies that have different attacks when you're, when you're stopping time. And like some of them will be frozen. Some of them will still be moving. Some of them will have different behaviors when time is stopped and stuff like that. Like to, and like the environment has different properties depending on if time is going or not like water. If, uh, if time is stopped and you're in water, you're stuck because the water, you can't move in it. Uh, or if like you can, you can use the water as a platform now. And if there's like a waterfall that if you stop time, then it's blocking your path, like that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh man, I just, there's one, like there's a couple moments. I feel bad if this is spoiling a mechanic, which is fucking cool, but like you have to step on switches and, uh, if you were to run to the door, even if you eventually get a dash, even if you dash to the door, then you still wouldn't make it in time. So you have to slow down time or stop time, but there's waterfalls in the way. So if you stop time, those are going to stop your, your progression. So you have to slow down time at a very precise moment, run through the waterfalls, which are animating in slow motion and all of the drops of water are like flying off of you. And then you have to slide under the door. Like it's an action movie and it's, it looks and feels extremely fantastic. Like it is so good. Um, there's another one where, uh, again, sorry if there's spoilers about uh, mechanics here, but oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like there's uh, there's a section where, like I said, there's a lot of mechanics involving time, and it depends on what border is surrounding stuff. So stuff with like a purple border continues to move if you stop time stuff with a gold border moves, but in reverse, if you stop time, green stuff only moves if you stop time. But if you're in normal time, it's frozen. Like it has all these mechanics. And there's one section in particular that kind of combines all of those ideas all in one spot. And it's not like it, it is complicated, but it does not feel complicated because you're so used to them at the mechanics. They've taught them to you so well. So you're at this lower level and you're running and you're going through enemies and you see like this pile of yellow rubble and you're just like, that's weird. Okay, sure. So you, you press, you stop time and then it all resets to somewhere else. And you're like, okay, I don't know what that was, but sure. That cool. That, that was awesome. Like the animation was cool. You continue, you move on, then you continue, blah, blah, blah. blah, And you go up to this upper level and then you realize that the stuff that you put back in time was from an upper level that now it's back and reset so you can run across these platforms and as you run across them they collapse uh and then you make it to the next section and there's stuff collapsing under your feet and you realize oh you have to stop time and use the stuff when it's at a lower level as a platform to continue and then you're also reversing time to get stuff to move around like it's just really really clever really smart extremely well designed and the boss fights are fucking hard (laughs) Uh, I got to the very last boss fight and it took me like a solid two hours to beat. And it's extremely fair in that it like, it never feels as though it's the game's fault. It's a hundred percent you and your control and your abilities that dictate what, like how it goes. So 
yeah, I think it's easily mechanically one of the best games I've ever played and one of the best designed games I've seen in many, many, many years. Nice. Cool. I just I'm, I was looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, we talked about it last week, but this game is not eligible. All the new stuff came this year, and it came to consoles yeah. in North America for the first time in this year. So it is going to be number to Xbox it's, One on September third, twenty nineteen. I don't know uh, if that was only that's in probably Japan, the early though. access, uh, either early access or the Japan. The North American one for Xbox came out a couple months ago, and then the Switch one was just this mm. last week. Mm. But uh, the, yeah, it's uh, so. It absolutely came out at 1.0 with English VO in 2019 on Steam, for sure. All right. Well, I don't uh, care. It's going to be near the top of my list. <laughs> that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, with the with the rules we have set. <laughs> I don't uh, give a fuck about our rules. It's near the top of my list because it's yeah, yeah, an exceptional cool. game. Yeah, cool. And you I, I play might it. <laughs> pick it up. I, I'm looking at the Steam sale. Like, do I, do I want to pick anything up? I've got so many games to play. Oh, God. That, this also, I went down a, a rabbit hole of Toho lore. Uh, uh, I'm cutting oh, this off. We're, we're was, approaching two hours on this podcast already. We are not I'm just, starting I'm on just, the Toho hour. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to say at some point I had to stop because I just wasn't absorbing anymore because there was just too much. <laughs> like, yeah, also, the thing that I didn't realize sorry. some some of the music that shows up, I didn't realize those were Toho songs. I was like, oh, I know this. Like, I know this song very well. I didn't know this was a Toho song. Like the stupid. Ronald McDonald meme of him throwing his arms up and down and going do 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 and he's going woo I don't think I know that one okay I, 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 I think it's called like McDonald's insanity or something I'll send it to y'all but this this came out okay. when I was in like in university in like 2008 and it's I was like that's a Toho song okay <laughs> anyway sorry Pat you were gonna say oh no just um the one thing that uh, I just don't think that I like Toho lore from the very little bit that I've consumed. I don't think you need to because that's like, the, the, the story Cause, in this does not matter. Because when I see the like <laughs> character and enemy designs, like it looks really cool mechanically and it, it looks like the art's really cool technically. But that was at first when I looked at it, I was like, I don't think I want to play as a, as this character and fight these enemies. Uh, <laughs> was like the big stumbling block for me when I was, when you first were talking about it and I was looking at it. Um, maybe I'll get over that in the future and, and give it a shot. Cause it sounds like it's fantastic mechanically. And that's just a taste thing. That's not a critique that I'm leveling at it at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I think you can get away with never paying attention to the story. Cause the story doesn't matter. Honestly, that's, like, that's makes it sound a little more appealing. There, there's some points where it, it I think they're supposed to be big reveals where it's like, Oh, this character wow. was actually this character. And it's like, I don't know who either of those characters are. So, okay. But <laughs> it's on game pass. Is it? Is it? Yeah. It's on game pass. Yeah. That's funny. It's on game. You pass. should, you should play that on game pass then. I didn't know that. Yeah. That game, <sighs> Very funny. that game rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Okay, well, Alex, you aren't the only person who's beat games. Oh god. I beat Cyberpunk 2077. <sighs> Good. Yeah, I it's been like 2 weeks since I actually talked about my experience with the game and I, as I got further in, it became a much more interesting, engaging game. Hmm. But I still have like lots of issues like mechanically with it and it feel like even outside of 
like the bugs and the glitches. Like the PC version has for me been relatively stable. Uh and there have been like a handful of things that came up but didn't really affect my like enjoyment of the game or like make me lose any significant progress. So that was uh lucky. Um one of the things that kind of bummed me out about the game is that while it is immersive sim-ish, that it's more like it ends up being more like a Bethesda of like a Bethesda game with like what it allows you to do. Mm. Because there's like what I wanted was something more like Dishonored or like a Hitman type interaction, even if it's within like just like this zone, like, oh, I'm in this like enemy base and but I can interact with the environment or like the you know, I can go in and I can change someone's schedules or I can send like a message that'll like mess up their mm-hmm. routine, get them to go somewhere and set off some wacky hijinks, uh, w- which is what I would have liked to see. But there, there's not so much of that. Everyone's just kind of doing their thing and you can't like set them off their path, hmm. uh, which so, is. So e- even if you try, does it like make the illusion that it's going to or is it just like, no. There, there's no like mechanic for really doing that. Like, hmm. and like once people realize you're like, maybe it's because of the difficulty I was playing on, like because I was playing on hard. But once people like realize something's up, then they're like on alert, and they're never going to go off alert uh, or like return. Like you know, they walk around, they kind of have like their patrol patterns and do their thing, but you can't mess with their routine really in any way. Hmm. Uh, so you can't like throw like a coffee can and be like, huh, what was that? Uh, just a box. Uh, so that's one thing I would have liked to have seen them kind of build up, build upon. Like if they had been able to have more time and to like focus on, okay, we know you're going into this area. We know you're dealing with this group of people, even if it was just for the story stuff and give you the ability to kind of mess with people and get them to change the routine and so maybe you can get them alone if you want to do stealth or whatever. Um, so that would have been, that's one of the main things that kind of had me bummed out is the the encounters didn't feel all that different outside of, oh, there's a bunch of people here so maybe I need to, I need to be a little bit more creative with my hacking or whatever because I did primarily stealth and hacking. Mm. Um, which... That leads to some problems in that game because there are some pro- points where you have to be in a gunfight. Um, Which that's so weird because, yeah, like Deus Ex had that problem mm-hmm. and yeah. that came out a long time ago. You would think mm-hmm. they might have learned a lesson from that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. There are like you can get through parts of the fights through hacking, um, mm-hmm. but. Maybe I just didn't build right, so like take her the right perk or something, so I wasn't getting like regen. Uh, maybe that's why. But like basically, I would do my hacks, and then because I'm in combat, my RAM wouldn't like recharge. I couldn't download more RAM, so I couldn't hack anymore after I did like so many hacks. Um, so that was also annoying because I was mm. like I spec'd to mostly do hacking and like I could I had some like decent guns but I wasn't trying to use them and then also it didn't feel like there was any real reason to go like non-lethal which is something I chose to do like occasionally there are 
moments where you can like complete a mission non-lethally and like that you'll get like some slightly different dialogue um but there there's mostly no reason like enemies aren't going to wake up a incapacitated ally or something they're just gonna, oh there's a body and then they're going to go on alert they're not going to like wake them up it's or not something like, not like hitman yeah no it's yeah. Or, it's so yeah no it, it's not <laughs> is it kind of like, does it have anything like dishonored where it's to your advantage to do things uh non-lethally or is it just kind of for your own your own i mean enjoyment maybe occasionally you'll get like some like extra money from like a side thing and like Mm -hmm. there are there are some like side stuff side things where you they want you to be non-lethal which is like Mm -hmm. dealing with the cyber psychosis stuff uh but outside of that there's like no reason really that i could tell um because so it just felt like that so well yeah, like yeah, no, it's just the, so many games have handled stuff. like yeah, so many games have handled like a lot of the mechanics that Cyberpunk is using better. Um and those games are smaller like you know, just like they're smaller mm-hmm. not massive sandboxes, but they do more interesting things in their smaller spaces. Um and they talked a lot about how oh this like the city is super vertical, but it it doesn't actually feel all that vertical. Like you can climb up on some buildings and stuff, but a lot of the times when you're going like high up, you're just getting an elevator and you're riding up 20 floors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're in like that section of the building and right. maybe you can like look outside, but you're not actually able to like, you're not going up floor by floor or you're not jumping out, like climbing up like the outside of a building or anything. Right. Like they're it, mostly it, it being on the 20th floor doesn't really make a difference it could have just been on the third floor yeah i mean you know there's like the aesthetic of like oh i'm up high in the city but yeah it doesn't doesn't actually matter so much they do a little bit with like the verticality and some of the missions but it mostly comes down to like it's a small it's an enclosed area it's you know it's like a hitman level it's more like a dishonored level but a little more linear even um which is like a bummer, but like overall, I like I thought the writing kind of picked up a bit, uh, at least in terms of being entertaining. I thought the first like act was like it's table setting and it's pretty slow. I was like, oh, I don't know if like I'm actually that interested. Uh, but like you get a lot more characters and a lot more interesting stuff going on in the second mm-hmm. act, and uh, you can. It does give you lots of different ways for the story to play out. I would be interested to see some of the uh, different ways the story can diverge because it seems like those ways are bigger than like something like The Witcher because The Witcher 3 had b- multiple endings, but it wasn't like it was kind of down to like a few choices you made and like dialogue and the way you interacted with people. And there's some of that with Cyberpunk, but there are also like you can just be playing like a, a vastly different story depending on who you kind of wheel and deal with. Mm. So, uh, and there's so much side stuff like on the map, but it, you don't really, they don't differentiate like here's like the side gigs and here's like an actual, like, like a unique quest that is like more interesting than just go in and like steal a thing or whatever, which mm. is a bummer, but so do you think in an ideal world, 
where there's no bugs like the ps4 version is great the xbox one version mm-hmm. is great and everything works as it's intended to is it a good game or is it just all right it's it's fine um i think there are parts that are good but for me what i was hoping for um largely isn't there like it some of the stuff feels underbaked and like i like I, I don't feel the need to use it. Maybe that's because of the build I went with. I'm like, oh well, I don't need combat stuff because I'm rarely going to be in combat. Or like, I, I never encountered poison, which was like one of the things in the game. I was like, oh, in the skill tree, that might it's po- okay. How do I poison people? Or no one's poisoning me. Maybe that's because I was going non-lethal, so I didn't take like the lethal poison. Um, sure. Like you know the skill because I was like, oh, that's a lethal skill. But uh, there's like lots of parts that I just did not engage with or like engage with very little like very few times um, just because I was like I don't need to or it's not interesting Um, so yeah Uh, I'm gonna I'm thinking about writing a review get my thoughts more concrete and put that on the website maybe I'll do that uh, tomorrow or something sure Uh, yeah so that's that's cyberpunk cool maybe touch on that real quick in the news. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Now I've got a bunch of other games that I want to tidy up before we get to game of the year, which as we've been discussing in the podcast, maybe we're not doing next week. Maybe we're moving a little bit more, but uh, we'll, we'll figure that out and we'll, we'll still bring you something next week. Oh yeah. Um, well with that, how about we head into the news? El Nuzo. El Nuzo, the last news of 2020. It's actually a pretty late week. But, well, yeah. everyone's, <laughs> everyone's yeah. off. There's yeah. Nobody's doing anything. Except no, the Linux like, programmers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Except the Linux so programmers. Uh, give that right. 10 seconds. Someone coded Linux on an N64. Or, like, ported Linux to the N64. Why? No idea. Can you do anything with can, it? Not really. Can you run Doom <laughs> on it? Maybe. You can. Maybe you could run Doom sixty four on it. Doom sixty four on Linux on an N sixty four. All right. So news this week. Um, for some reason, the KFC console is real, <laughs> and it's just a PC, but it warms your chicken. You can put your yeah. chicken inside your PC and it warms it with like radiant heat. It's not really a, it's, it's not like it cooks it or anything. No, no, it just, it yeah. just keeps it warm. Yeah. It's using the exhaust from like the GPU and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? It's using like the ambient heat from the piece, from which, the console PC thing. Isn't a bad idea. I mean, if you want all of your I feel components, like putting chicken, like chicken inside your PC <laughs> that's, is a bad that's idea. My yeah. Cause like, <laughs> As long as it's contained, whatever. I would use that for like <laughs> popcorn or something. Like that's how that I would. That seems way more dangerous. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Is like if I if you were like, oh, we can keep a food warm for you while you game, so you can just open the drawer and pull some out while you're playing. Sure. Like even as I, I don't want like Not I'm vegetarian, sure. but I, I I don't want like um like uh like like vegetarian chicken nuggets in there during that time because those are things that's like I'm gonna make those and eat them. I want like a snack like like. Uh, popcorn or like nachos, like you just said, like 
Not keep that cheese warm, but you can't have the cheese sauce inside of your PC. Sure, you can. If it's in a, You're not it's, trying hard if it's enough. in a container, it's fine. Like, you can do anything. There was a nobody, PC nobody that I, you. I, maybe I'll buy a piece. Maybe I'll buy this KFC console. I think it was a monster promotional thing um, where there was like a, a fridge, a little fridge in the PC. No, actually, wait, no, I'm wrong. That's an idea I had. Not a thing I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Monster, that's, reach out. But that's got what a, I got think. a branding idea. I think that they should that someone should make a PC with a fridge in it. Yeah, but like this, the PC is actually pretty legit. Doesn't it have like an i nine in it? I don't know. I, I think didn't, so. I... I mean, it's made by a. Uh, it's a Cooler Master PC. They're they make pretty decent custom PC builds. So yeah, uh, I'm having trouble finding exactly what's in it, but I know it has an. Yeah, it has an i nine. Uh, it does actually have a hot swappable GPU, so you can upgrade it. It comes with a pair of NVMe one terabyte SSDs. Like it's VR ready and supports How ray tracing out of cost? the box. I don't know. I mean, I would um, hope it does gonna, those things. They're like, going to make probably, like 500 of them and it's going to cost like 2,500 or more I, at least. It's probably over two grand. Cause like the specs yeah. in it are actually really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what like the GPU is. 3090. What, what it, do I it, need to keep my chicken warm? Is it a 3090? I thought it was. No, no, it's probably it's, not. It's probably a 3080. What am it, I saying? It's probably 3090 is like $2,000 by itself. It's like, it's like double the price of a 3080. Yeah, yeah, no, it's probably a 3080. But like, it's a legit PC. Yeah. Okay, from it's, KFC. <laughs> the thing is, it's funny that they call it. The it's not PC. from KFC. It's from Cooler Master. Yeah. It's KFC branding on it. Yeah, and then they're using that their advertising to be like Chicken Chamber. Yeah. That's <laughs> so chicken funny. Chamber. Um. So it, yeah. It's, it's so definitely good. a. They're gonna make very few of them, and then when you get it. It's it's still disingenuous to call it a console because it's gonna they're gonna make so few of them and the people that get them are gonna be weird PC collectors who aren't gonna use it like they're not gonna plug it into their TV and hook <laughs> up a, a DualShock to it. They're going to put it like if they use it at all, it's gonna be as a gaming PC. Um, so it's still kind of like I wouldn't call this the KFC console, but no, it's certainly not a console. <laughs> But it's yeah, the things. That's weird. what it says on the uh, on the on the thing. But uh, yeah, that's let's see. If they made KFC OS, then it would be a KFC. Absolutely. Console. If it had a custom OS, even if it was just some oh, kind of custom. If it Steam had Viper, a custom happy to kernel. Yes. Oh God. If it had a custom kernel, <laughs> then it could be called a console. And then also, I'd better be able to put popcorn <laughs> in it too. Oh God. <laughs> I'm really proud of that one, but whatever. That, no, that was that was good, but it I was do hope, bad. I do hope that's gonna that be our podcast title. I custom, do hope that it has kernel? some kind of like root accessing software that doesn't do anything that like modifies it so that if you like somewhere it oh says kernel God. standards. They they say Absolutely. 4K 240 FPS and. <clears throat> No, nothing is going to do that. Like, I'm not maybe Fortnite, but mm-hmm. like, I bet Fortnite runs at 120 FPS on PS5. So I bet it. Uh, yeah, I, bet I just this PC I just, will pull uh, it down at 240. Uh, for, yeah, I just 4K. Um, I can't find. Uh, I don't know what the GPU, GPU is. is. I can't find yeah. either. But I like, get like probably it must be a 3080 or a 3090. It, probably because like it, it's running an i9, so like that's yeah. high spec already. <laughs> 
Any, anyways. <laughs> anyway, we gave KFC more time than they deserve. Probably. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> Among Us, still in the news, this time not for Fortnite stealing from them. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they had a whole bunch of active players over a month, I guess. The most Half active a players in a, in a month. The most active player, unique in individual active players ever on Steam charts, as far as I could tell, or as far as the reporting said. That's a, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the interesting part that um, a lot of places we're talking about is the fact that it is the most active game on Steam for that month, and. Mm-hmm. But it does not even break the top ten in terms of uh, like I mean, yeah. money they made because there's like no monetization outside of just buying the game, and they're yeah. really generous. Generous, like it's like it's cheap. It's like what five bucks on Steam? Eight bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but it's crazy. It's that means a lot of people are just playing multiplayer games together, which that's rad. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm looking at some charts now. It looks like it didn't crack the PUBG number when there was 6.36 million, 636 million. Sorry, <laughs> concurrence um, or concurrence, monthly, uh, or yeah, monthly, whatever in December. So, uh, um, and apparently Minecraft had 600 million people playing in November 2020. Is, is the PUBG number including mobile? Because I think this is purely Steam. No, this was December 2017. This was before. This is when it was only oh. on, uh, on, uh, Steam. Um, so I don't know. Those numbers are always weird. Among mm-hmm. Us is definitely though, like in terms of Steam games, looks like right behind, uh, PUBG. And I don't know if this list is concurrence. So maybe they're talking about concurrence in that article. No, um, it's, it's, it's like active. over the month. Yeah. Over the month. Okay. Yeah. That's what this list is definitely looking at. Um, apparently, a billion people played Crossfire in February 2020. Oh my God. How? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem big right. in Korea. <laughs> but yeah, either way, for a anyway, game, right. for a game made by super, super three impressive. people yeah. <laughs> years ago, like that's still fucking crazy. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's a lot of. Lot of yeah, games are weird now where they can just like pop up at any time and then be popular. And this is that's something we have talked about before is the fact that someone can make a really good game and if it doesn't get noticed, it doesn't matter. Like it's that's happening all the time on every platform, on iOS, on Android, on Steam, on Nintendo Switch. Like there's people are pouring years of time into making really great games and then if they don't catch any like momentum then they just disappear and among us is just a weird one where it happened to get streamed by someone and come back into you know come into people's awareness out of nowhere like they they got really fortunate in that sense but yeah it's just crazy to think how many games probably of similar quality if like you know plus or minus whatever you can't really judge subjective quality but like that you'll never know of so it's tough yeah and it's so it's such a it can be such a fickle marketplace too because like i'm looking at the current player counts and it's like counter-strike go dota 2 cyberpunk 2077 Mm -hmm. pubg gta 5 like among us is nowhere near the top of this list Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's so interesting how the trends 
like it, it hits, which doesn't super matter for them because because of the way they monetize it. If you own the game and played it in November, then like it doesn't they're not like losing money for you to not be playing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting the way that that games like come and go and then don't really go because I certainly don't think that it's like dead or anything. It's just so cyclical the way that some of those games hit. Um, it's it's a market research on games. It's interesting to do. Yeah. Um, next news story. We already talked about this kind of just real quick. Fortnite doing a bunch of skins. I can't believe we're doing Fortnite news on this podcast <laughs> now. That is like, oh, hey, there's skins and not, hey, fuck Epic and they're stupid. No, I mean, there has why not? Okay. Why <laughs> no, not? I know, yes. I know. I'm just like the, I know, not, oh, how, how we've changed and we're never going to criticize Epic. Just, you're going, oh yeah, they put some skins in Fortnite now is our is our news. No, I, I, I put that in our news assuming we weren't going to talk about Fortnite during the regular oh, show. That's how naive. Well, I think the thing about that game, I know this is kind of more back to what we were talking about before and I won't go on, but it's like the 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 I would never push for it as like this is one of the greatest games of all time or anything. But it's just always kind of been there as good, fine, a fun way to connect with some friends and I think that still remains the case they've just happened to put out some skins recently that connected because basically I watched Mandalorian and mm-hmm. wanted to buy a thing <laughs> that had the Mandalorian in it and mm-hmm. there's no video games that have there's no Star, Star Wars, video Wars games. Bounty Hunter I own that already on oh, GameCube there it's you in go my mom's basement it's, well it's also it's on sale on the PlayStation right now uh but uh, yeah, I don't know. If you want to instead turn this into uh, how much of a disgusting travesty it is that Mandalorian is so good and there's not any video games that are like that, we can do that instead. But the Fortnite skins are cool. I don't know. Yeah, well, speaking of Fortnite, maybe if you download it on your PS5, you might have like made a mistake and downloaded the PS4 version in the past, but not anymore wow. because Sony added a heads up like notification say, "Hey, do you want the PS4 version or do you want the PS5 version?" <laughs> Which is very silly that they had to do that, but, but here we apparently, are. Apparently it was an issue though. Like Oh yeah, where- yeah. Where like people were unknowingly downloading the wrong ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so good on them for fixing that. Uh, a little took took us some time, but I guess we're like a month and a half into the console life cycle or whatever. Still can't get one. No, no one has one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, I'll keep the battle battle royale train running. Uh, PUBG Mobile banned 2 million players for hacking. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> I mean, PUBG Mobile's numbers have to be insane. Yeah. It's uh, 2 yeah. million. That's, <laughs> that's apparently that's 600 million people played PUBG Mobile. I guess this is last year's number. So December 2019. Uh, God. But 600 million. I mean, even if, even if, 200 million of those people stopped playing over the last year. That's still 400 million people. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably China, gone up right? too. Uh, it's probably uh, all it's, over the world. I think it's, I think Fortnite is big in the U S and then PUBG is big everywhere else. 
I yeah, think I is kind of how PUBG, it goes. Like Fortnite's big elsewhere too, but I think hmm. PUBG is like more like has more success globally than so I think so. You want to hear some shit, and again, this is from <laughs> Wikipedia, so the sources are cited, but I'm not vetting them as we come. You know, uh, PUBG Mobile, which is also called Game for Peace, by the way, in different territories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know, I remember. I remember this. I remember this like, story about China, this. and it's because were, yeah, because uh, PUBG the, the battle royale thing had some issues with, like the one one versus all stuff yes uh, sure. uh, and then also PUBG it's an acronym right like it doesn't track no, in some no, territories no, no. Yeah. yeah um so they call it game for peace in certain territories but it edged out class of cl- clash of clans for player count but uh jetpack joyride has had huh. 750 million players Despicable Me Minion Rush has had 950 million players. My Talking Mom slash Angela by Outfit 7 Limited has had a billion players worldwide. And Subway Surfers has had a billion players worldwide. Subway Surfers? (laughs) Is like the Subway the Sandwich Place? No. No. Subway the the, the, train system. The mode of transportation? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an endless runner. Yeah, it was one of well, the first endless runners. It came out in 2012. Same. I've, I've played this game before. There yeah. is a very good uh, unraveled on the Polygon channel that uh, <laughs> re- features uh, Subway Surfers heavily. It's very funny. Wait, I must have watched that. Which one was that? Uh, it's the making a sport. Uh, oh, we created the sport of the future. One. Yeah. Oh right! I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, that's Subway Surfers. Oh right, that's the game they're playing when they're playing the other. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I forgot about that. Okay. Fair enough. The list of the highest played mobile games of all time is the fuck. It's so fucking wild. <laughs> it's like Hearthstone is way down the list at a hundred million, and I think of Hearthstone as being this enormous, oh, popular thing. Candy Crush number one. Oh, no, not no, anymore, no, not even. Number one is Subway Surfers, oh, okay. with my talking mom. I've never uh, heard of Subway Surfers. Candy. Pardon, my talking mom? Yeah, I can't click on that one. There's no Wikipedia page for my talking my mom. My talking Slash mom? Angela, you said, right? I, Slash I, Angela. I, that looks like it's a it's a chat. Oh, is it my talking Tom? No. Sorry, it is. does say Tom. Oh, I was okay. just reading... It says oh, minion rush. That makes blood. more it's sense. It's a chat bot no! that seems sorry. It's like a virtual pet thing. Okay, yes. okay. It's like sorry. the thing okay. where you get them screaming at each other, right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Talking mom. No, wait, goes. no, wasn't that? That was just I like Alexa's or like Google Assistant. Now we should make Google a clone Assistants called My Talking Mom. Oh my god, I'm looking at My Talking Tom, and one of the images is just this cat ripping a huge fart. <laughs> there you go. Now you know why it has a billion players. Yep. Uh, have, why haven't you played it yet? No, I don't know. Apparently, I need to. I'm going to send this image to wow. you all. I thought I knew when I searched this that I was going to be like, I don't want to play this. I didn't understand the degree to which I would be repulsed by. Yeah, the art style is. This game uh, looks like ooh. shit. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to the people who worked on my talking Tom. Your billion player count means that I don't feel bad I mean, talking it feel... shit about your game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I just saw that. I the farting just, cat. Oh, the farting no. cat. Yeah, this is, oh my god! I just sent it to our group chat as well. That's beautiful. This is, this is awful. This is awful. Wow! A billion people. <laughs> a billion people. It's all kids. I bet it's not. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's not. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, trying to make myself feel better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had that thought too, and then went, "Oh, it's probably not." Take that, Among Us. Um, <laughs> hey, Among Us has almost 500 million players on mobile, so that's that's half of a Tom. Yeah, almost half a Tom. How long has Tom yeah. been out? Now since 2014. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. 2013 for Tom, 2014 for Angela. Apparently, there's a sequel, but it is not done, done as well as. So that's what the farting Tom. picture is from. Uh, there you go. Yeah. My talking Tom too. Um, all right. <laughs> Next news story. Uh, back to cyberpunk. Uh, CD project red has multiple lawsuits, uh, being filed on behalf of investors, yep. uh, because of their handling of the PS4 and Xbox versions of the, uh, of cyberpunk. Um, basically saying you, this game from people and caused like a massive uh like publicity and investor like stock tanking stuff basically they, they hit the it stock. from investors too um if they had just if it had been available for investors to look at i think they probably would be in less hot water yeah i don't know how the stock market works in poland in the united states you can't tell your investors that something's going to be really successful when it's like knowingly mm-hmm. yeah, uh, going to tank and you know, and you're, I mean, that's like against the law. So mm-hmm. um, like Walmart can't say like, we're going to open a hundred new stores if they know they're going to close a thousand store or, you know, 200 stores or whatever. Mm-hmm. They can't just like lie to their investors like that. Yeah. Uh, so there are, I think Four lawsuits pending. One has been filed in the States. There's another one in, in Poland that has already been filed too. This is, again, it's on behalf of investors, not for customers. Uh, you yeah. know, they offered refunds and stuff for them. Um, but some people don't seem to understand how that works. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be <laughs> that interesting. Was very funny. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after this because. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I think it's, um, still don't know that I feel it's going to have the impact that we all wanted to have. Uh, I think, yeah. it, I don't think it, I think it will have an impact, but I think it'll be more inside the industry. Mm-hmm. There will maybe be some very stealthy adjustments to the ways in which certain processes happen at major publishers and, platform holders i don't think it's something we're ever really gonna see or hear I mean, about like major games don't really i mean you get your occasional bethesda like janky release but most major games don't release this like that bad <laughs> um so it's not like a thing that companies have to worry about so much like you know they have to worry about being upfront and truthful with their investors but they don't mm. you know they're not like we're not showing this version of the game because it's so fucked up. Um, when it's where most people are going to play it, um, you know they put their best foot forward most of the time, but it's not deliberately keeping the game away from people's eyes. Which I believe they even said, like, "Oh yeah, we purposefully didn't show that version of the game," um, which is not a great look for them and is not going to do them any favors in court, I imagine. But. Yeah, I think unfortunately with that lawsuit stuff, 
I would be a lot more enthused about this if it was like a class action or something. It is. Um, uh, it is class action. On well, if it was a class action, investors. Yeah, <laughs> investment yeah. money is so yeah. like this is very wealthy people getting yeah. angry that some of their wealth has been affected, yeah. and so they're going to take their very angry feelings about their wealth out on a very wealthy company, which is yeah. going to be fine at the end of the day. There may be some bonuses that don't get paid out to their to their leadership, but like. I don't know. I it frustrates me because this sort of thing is like, oh great, rich people moving their money around. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't. To, this lawsuit in particular, to me, I don't think it's going to have any rippling effects in the industry. This one just seems to me like some people looking to think maybe they can make a quick buck. Because yeah. like there have been worse games that have come out, like more broken yeah. games that have come out at launch that didn't have lawsuits or like games that have come out that have affected company stock. Like look at EA. They've had their stock affected multiple times by games that failed. Um, and they didn't get lawsuits over it. Like, I think this one is just kind of jumping into the zeitgeist of everybody jumping down the throats of mm-hmm. CD project red. Like I'm not saying they did a, like they don't deserve some of yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Like they've, they've certainly dug their own grave for a lot of this, but I, I just don't think this is going to set any precedence for the future or I would hope it doesn't. I think these investors have a case I'll say because the, I think if you look at like battlefront two, for example, that had a similar, like EA stock took a nosedive after battlefront two initially released. Yeah. But they didn't, especially because it caused all of the loot box controversy in Europe. Well, well, yeah. And, and, but a lot of that was like, the thing that EA did that was shitty was when press saw the game before it came out, they, it had lower costs mm-hmm. in the currency to uh, buy the characters right. Right, and right. then they jacked it up. Um, but uh, from an investment perspective, they didn't like say to investors like, and players will love these low cost characters. They said, and players will buy these characters with real money. Cause it's going to be hard to get them to yeah. investors. And then investors went, okay, you made it harder. Cool. Uh, so, EA couldn't necessarily foresee they weren't like hiding core information about the game. They did a shitty thing, but it was pretty par for the course for EA shitty. So I don't think that there would have been a case there, even with no man's sky, which I agree on the one hand that it's not a fair comparison, but I also am someone who got super excited for no man's sky and played a lot of it on PS4 at launch and thought it was awful. Um, or, or I should say, I was very disappointed with what with the disparity C- compared to what was promised. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think yeah. the game was necessarily awful, but but I was disappointed with the with the disparity. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was I think borderline like kind of deceptive, but I don't think it was as intentional as with what CD Projekt is doing. Um, sure. So or did so. I think that these investors have a case. I don't think it really matters to the industry. I think that they're just trying to recover some of the wealth loss that they saw from the stock tank. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with like the Sony stuff going forward to, uh, I wonder if Sony, if it hadn't been a console release year where they need people to be excited to buy a PS five next year, if they would have gone to these lengths, Mm. like, Part of me wonders if it's like they're like, this is not the kind of experience that we want our customers to have because please, we want you to buy a PS5 once they're all readily available. Um, and if they're worried that if they hadn't taken some action, that maybe it would have affected their like 
reputation with the gamers. I, th- I mean, a part of it could just be they were like, you know, pissed at the uh, you know uh, CD project going, oh, just ask for a refund from your retail. Yeah, that yeah, could probably. be partial. That, that, could have yeah. been it too. that one was shitty. Uh, but yes, you know, we we've covered that. <laughs> yeah, um, in in depth. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I just I guess what I'm saying is I think if if No Man's Sky had released in a different climate, I think that similar things, maybe not to the extent of pulling it from the store, mm-hmm. but I think you could have seen a bigger um, uh, yeah. splash with Sony in particular uh, and that game. Uh, well, um, Sony also did the co-marketing on that. So they did. yes. Yeah. And then through um, uh, hello games under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the <laughs> thing. Is, that's why I think it could have yeah. gone worse yeah, for maybe. that game. If it had released, that was also at a time when like, you weren't really talking about, I mean, it, there wasn't at the time when my friends were curious about a game, I wouldn't say to them, Oh, you should pick it up and then just refund it on steam. If you don't like it, that's just commonplace. Now yeah. refunds are commonplace. Now when no man's sky came out, it was, we weren't quite there yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Those policies were just starting to form. So I think there wasn't even a consideration of like, Oh, maybe I can get my money back. For most of us, it was more like, wow, I hope they fix this game and make it better eventually. Yeah, they did. And it's, yeah, been they did. it's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, that's. Hmm. Well, last uh, last news story on here is a uh, Stardew Valley, <laughs> the 1.5 update. They're adding a whole bunch of content to that game again. Yeah, like, it's like a sig- very significant update. I think a lot of it is. Um, Kind of late game stuff. Uh, you can so put it's... your farm on a beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, cool. and there's like a new island you can go explore and visit, and there's I, I think new NPCs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, oh, it's... somebody tell the masturbation mod guy. <laughs> what? God. I... There's a, there's a mod for Stardew where it gives everyone a masturbation schedule. Oh yes. God! Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're unavailable during their time. Yeah. Of course anyways. there is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, that game's already horny. Uh, anywho, this is very, uh, there's a lot of content, and it, it. I've seen a lot of people say that it feels like an expansion, like a full like a full yeah. expansion pack, um, but it's just an added to the game, which I think is pretty neat. The, the spoiler-free list of things oh to expect. New people to meet, new goals, many new items, a new type of quest, new farm layout, new character events, new community upgrade, home renovations, Ducks can now swim. You can yep. sit in chairs. You can move your bed. Fish tanks. A bunch of new furniture items as well as different <laughs> types like wall sconces. <laughs> new secrets. Nine new music tracks and so much more. You'll Fish just have tanks. to see. I can't bear to spoil it. Yeah, I'm looking at so. the actual change uh, change log right now. This is a long, long list. I I would so love to be super into Stardew Valley okay. mm-hmm. because I loved Harvest Moon when I was a kid. And Stardew Valley has always seemed like it's sort of like Harvest Moon. Not that it's inappropriate for kids, but that it's like there's a bar in town, right? Like characters get drunk sometimes. And like the romance stuff is a little bit more not, you know, it's very much PG to PG 13 at most. It's pretty PG. Like there is a like I. But it's at least explicitly about like we're entering a romantic relationship. Whereas in harvest moon, it was more, it always felt more like you're a prince or princess and you need to find your other half. Cause that's just how society works. Whereas with stardew, it felt, it feels more like 
maybe you're into this character and you chat them up and flirt and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know. I just never been able to get far enough in where the mechanics start to become engaging. I always fall off after three hours of like running around and talking to people and getting tools and like mm-hmm. learning how to play. Because for it. me, like I, I play it and I'm like, all right, that that's it's morning now. So that's it's, yeah. it's, it's extremely engaging for me. But I, yes. I don't. I think yeah. it, I wish it was. I think it could be if I if it if I come to it right at the in the right frame of mind to play it for like a full day and just invest a bunch of time into it. Because every what happens instead is I play it for three hours, kind of bounce off, and then. Four or five months later, I try it again, and then the same thing happens. Hmm. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this update adds a ton of stuff. Um, like, I'm looking at stuff, and now, like, at this actual change log, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here that nobody is mentioning in the articles about it. Yeah. But like, there's just so much stuff. Yeah, and like, they added local split screen multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, right now, it's big. it's only on PC, but there's, it, uh, looks like it'll be pushed to the console version. Yeah. Uh, soon, I think, like early next year. That's what that's the what plan it says is. on this on this twenty twenty one this blog the dev blog yeah yeah and then mobile so, sometime after that yeah so it's a uh, it's 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 just kind of neat because it is it is the amount of content where I feel people are saying like I would have gladly paid money for this but it's just all like a free update so yeah that's that really neat. cool all right well that's gonna do it for our 153rd episode. Yeah, 153rd <laughs> episode. Uh, last episode of 2020. It is. We did it, everybody. We did it. We made it through. Unscathed? Mm. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe like physically uh, for some of us. Uh, Emotionally, extremely scathed. I did cut myself cutting an onion this week. Um, Not too bad, but you know. Uh, Yeah, so that's that's it for episode 153 uh, on December 26, 2020. And that's it for 2020, at least on the podcast. We did it, everybody. Except for that time, we're going to be reflecting upon the games of the year. Well, well, but that's that. well, we'll yeah, but we will we'll be out of the time. Yeah, yeah. we'll be out of the year. Uh, yes, it seems gone. like we we'll, we might be doing that on the ninth instead of the, the, second. the second. Yeah, scheduling conflicts. Yep. yep. Woo! Twenty twenty, baby. That <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be twenty twenty if the implications didn't roll into twenty twenty one. Um. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Fix Podcasts, or you can go over to Fix.Space where you can read Sam's review of Godfall, and where I should be putting up a review of Cyberpunk in the near future once I get that written. Just gotta, you know, actually sit down and write it. And uh, go over to podchaser.com slash gaming fix. Leave us a review. Uh, help us improve as a podcast, please, and thank you. You can find me, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite WoW server, on Twitter, at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. At, where can people find you? Find me at PJC Plays. On Twitter. At Allison. You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. You can find Sam at S-G-C-H on Twitter. And Alex, where can people find you? 
depends on if you install the masturbation mod. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye.